0: Log Talk Radio. Hey, Chief Kingdom, you gotta fight for your right. <laughs>
1: and now, from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 11th season. You are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your hosts, Jay and Bray. Hello, hello, everyone. Hopefully you're all recovered from your Thanksgiving stuffing and you're here later than normal but ready to rock with your guys. This is In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you live on a Friday night, November the 24th, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. It's an extra late holiday football party. And it's a very special football party for me as I am coming to you live Almost from Chicago, from just outside Chicago at my uncle's house, the Black House Hunters. And I'm so happy to be here. I've had a great time with my family all week, this Thanksgiving week. And we'll finish it off tomorrow before I go back home to Memphis on Sunday. Jay, how's your Thanksgiving week been?
2: Good, good. Uh, Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday. Uh, No gifts have to be given. It's just all about spending time with your family. It's my favorite of the holiday meals and we got to watch football all day um with varying degrees of quality but it was still a full thanksgiving and uh today is black friday is my longest work day of the year uh but i'm here i'm su- i'm surprisingly not you know completely in the tank either um which i ex- i expected to be but um, but i'm not so i'm i'm, re- I'm ready to go i've got all my all my notes all my awards, all my picks uh I, I texted you before the show that I was marveling at all these ba- we basically have it almost an entire week of pick em spreads um yeah. and boy you know we traded some really cheap covers all against each other last week
1: <laughs> yes, we did,
2: yes, we did <laughs> we each got one uh over on the other uh and it looks like this might be an entire weekend full of that if it keeps the way it's looking.
1: Right. It's it's going to be one of those weeks where there's no clear-cut games that you go, oh, yeah, that should be a slam dunk. I mean, I don't think there is. There's a few that I think are right. going to be blowouts, but that doesn't mean they will be, and it's not any of the big, the one big spread. That's not the one I think is going to be a blowout as some of the others, but, yeah, ah. we, you're already looking ahead to the – rest of week 12 where there's one game with a spread uh over three over three and a half all the other ones are three and a half and under Uh, which is
2: exactly why i burned up my lock today
1: good move i I should have done it yesterday i
2: i know i was kicking myself for not doing it yesterday and today i you know used up my lock with the dolphins and i I, thank god that came home i mean (laughs) So I got that uh, up. All of our picks so far for the week because we're four games in. We, we, yeah. And you know, and all of our picks were up on Twitter, so we cannot claim to have uh, made our picks oh, in, in, in I Accenture. Forgot. I <laughs> forgot there was a
1: Black Friday game. Let me make that pick right yeah. now.
2: Uh, oh, wait. Dolphins. Wait, look at that. We both went four and zero. No, no, we actually I had the way, really uh, two and two. Uh, we we did the Chuck Woolery this weekend.
1: Oh, two so far. We we so far uh, did did the Bill Alfonso with our with the two Thanksgiving Day games and the uh, the three Thanksgiving Day games and the Black Friday game. We split them right down. Hey, it way. was right
0: down the middle, Daddy.
1: But that's Week Twelve. We're already getting ahead of ourselves. We have to give yep. our awards for Week Eleven. We have to go back last weekend and properly identify those who did good and those who did not so good in Week Eleven. Uh, I was a game behind Jay in week 11. We both were over 500, so that's good. I was seven and six. Jay was eight and five. We had a push in there. That's our fifth, uh, sixth push of the year, actually. Uh, for the season, I battled back to 500. I'm just bouncing back and forth between 500 now, I guess. Uh, we'll see how long I can keep that up all year. But I'm at 79, 79, and six. Jay is seven games off at 72, 86, and six. Uh, but by virtue of winning, Week eleven, Jay gets the honors of letting everybody know what Jay was the best to you of week eleven.
2: Clawing my way back <laughs> this is the way I look at it.
1: Niagara Falls. <laughs> Slowly, <laughs> I turn. I'm, I'm
2: that's... obviously <laughs> delirious today. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a long Sorry. day. I, I get yes. that. going to be, and we don't have a lot of picks, so this might be one of those shows. But that's what yeah. we love. This, you know, it, it, every show's got its own flavor. Um, Hey, Speaking of clawing my way back, I'm giving my best of the week to the two big bounce backs. The two teams that needed big bounce backs after looking a little lost, a little left for dead. Um, Granted, they beat up on inferior opponents, but there's no gimmies uh, in the league. you still got to show up and win the game. And I'm going to give my bounce backs and best of the week to the Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Who do you think you are? I am! Uh, start with the Bills, who just absolutely laid waste. I did not see this happening. I believe I locked up the Jets. I, it was one of your locks, uh, basically, I used up last week. You're trying
1: week. to go I, against the Bills and then use the reverse psychology.
2: I, I did. and uh, Well, the reverse psychology worked because, like I said, I, the <laughs> heart wanted the Bills, and, well, the brain should have wanted them, too. Uh, they, they looked really good, and you know, it just makes you feel – Sorry, especially after seeing the game today. You've got to just feel sorry for that Jets defense because that offense just keeps putting them in so many bad spots. And Mm. you know that that defense was eventually going to just start to crack and break. And uh, we saw that first last week with the Bills, who just absolutely put one up on the Jets. Uh, Josh Allen uh, refrains from throwing three arm punts to the same guy, goes 275 and three touchdowns. They don't look completely dead and lifeless in the running game. Uh, we had called out James Cook. Uh, maybe he heard and he got the memo. Uh, but he showed up and had a great game. And the Bills' defense just completely smothered Wilson, Brees, Hall. That Jets "quote unquote" offense uh, completely smothered them. Got job, got Zach Wilson benched and demoted to third string um, for the big spark plug Tim. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that sure uh,
0: um,
2: And then the Jaguars coming off an extremely ugly loss, uh, get a nice bounce back spot here we both saw it coming and we both took the jags um, and and they completely you know brought the lumber to uh, Tennessee going up 27 to nothing at one point in that game before the, the Titans started uh, doing a little back time. <laughs> and, and, and scoring late, uh, but Trevor Lawrence had a great game. Calvin Ridley, his best game since week one. Uh, they didn't need to do a lot on the ground. It was it was the Trevor Lawrence show, and uh, they they held down the Titans. Didn't let them run at all. Derek Derek Henry, yes, Derek Henry's looking a little. Should I say washed? Um,
1: yeah, unfortunately, and I love him, sad. but yeah, he's he's lost yeah, it's stuff. It's
2: sad. Nobody likes to see it, but you, you know the way it goes with these big backs. Um, oh yeah. It ends, and it ends fast, but uh, two big, two teams, two two of the top teams, or should be the top teams in the AFC, especially Buffalo, who's been so disappointing, uh, showing up in pretty much a muffed win spot, not just winning, but doing what we said that they needed to do, right? They didn't just go out there and eke out a win. Both of these teams went out there. And asserted their dominance over the other team. So that's better for football, uh, especially when the Bills are good right now because they're too talented to be this bad. And the Jaguars, just because somebody's got to win that ASC South. And if the Jags don't watch themselves, it might be Houston.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very well might be.
2: So uh, Uh, those are my best of the week.
1: We were all over the Jags bounce back after the Niners burned them the week before, and the Titans were just no contest. Uh, Will Levis overmatched early, so that was uh, definitely an easy win for us. Uh, I did not give the Bills an award at all this week. Good job. You you got one. Good on you. Uh, They were motivated. Simple as that. They finally finally found the magic button to get motivated and play the way they're supposed to play. I guess firing the OC was the last straw. Uh, whether it's the, uh, the previous Jets lost, uh, shit can in the OC, uh, everyone laughing at them. They finally were motivated to play a high quality game on offense and defense. They actually lived up to their hype for one game. Good for them. Um, Tim Boyle was a was a joke as a Zach Wilson replacement. I picked him anyway today, and uh, we, again we won't dwell on today. <laughs>
2: well, you tried to crap on my lock, and it did not work out.
1: No, did not at all. Well, I, I didn't know it was gonna be your lock when I made that pick. Believe me. <laughs>
2: uh, oh, that was, okay.
1: That was the rare time where I made my Twitter pick before you oh, made yours. Right. So, okay. And then you okay. came back and that's my lock, and I was like, oh, oh wow, <laughs> you really believe in the in the fish? Okay. Uh, well, and it worked. Uh, so my best of week eleven. Uh, Who do you think you are? I, am. I I'm I'm going soft. I get the best thing to me, DTR, FTW, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Hey. I'm just happy for a quality performance out of a quarterback. That's not one of the elite guys. And it wasn't even that quality. I mean, let me it not wasn't try quality, to, no. yeah, let me not oversell it. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was emotional. Uh, it was great to see the kid uh, feeling like he did something. You could tell the stress of doing so terrible in his first start was weighing on him. Uh, and he was able to do better, not much better, but better and lead his team to a W. You could tell he felt like he might never get a W in the NFL uh, as bad as he played that first time. Uh, just think of the doubt and the hate and the thought process uh, that he had to have had to have been going through getting the start over P.J. Walker after uh, Deshaun Watson got shelved. Uh, Everyone, why him? He was so bad his first start. Uh, and I contributed to that. I, I contributed to that doubt, but we picked him. We got it right. We we did believed in DTR, and, and, and he got it done. And it felt dirty as hell to take him, but we did it, and, and he beats the Steelers. Um, I, I don't know how, he, but uh, he was in tears. He clearly didn't expect to win the game. Um, the number one defense in the league, the Cleveland Browns, they come through uh, once again. Uh, and DTR, a buck 65 and an interception, uh, but with 20 rushing yards. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't pretty at all. But again, I'm just happy to 'cause got the, the first start that he made, it seemed like he would never win a game ever. Like he would, it, the way Tim Boyle played today, it, it looked like that. Like he's never going to ever get a W at all, but he got it. I, I, he was, uh, it, it was a little bit of a throwback to, you know, why they play the game and, and, the guys that really loved the game that really loved what you could tell it really mattered to him. It, it was kind of touching to see, uh, I, I'm a softy, So uh, in this Thanksgiving week where you're talking about family and, and, you know, thinking about what's important and things like that, uh, DTR touched me. So I'm giving him my best of the week.
2: All right. that you know, that that's good. Cause that's probably not a spot we're going to a lot. <laughs> no. So for a, for uh for a week 11 recap, it's perfect. Uh, you know, like I said, we're in those. Like I said in the last show, we're in those dog days now, and it's not so obvious every week what's always going to be the best of the week. And I, I appreciated uh, their move of starting him. I thought that he was the sneakier play over PJ Walker, and that turned out to be the case. They never needed to go to the bullpen because the defense kept them in that game and just completely dominated the Steelers. So they didn't need a lot uh, from DTR. If they did. Things might have been a little different, so th- that's sometimes what you need. When you have a top – look, at the, the Jets should be watching this, right? Right. When you have a top defense, you just need somebody to go out there and just not be awful at football.
1: Right. Don't burn out the, the possession and give, get the defense right back on the field when they're tired because right. eventually, no matter how great they are, they're going to wear out.
2: Exactly. And he no, did he did he have a by any metric a great game? No. But he did enough, didn't put his team in bad spots, you know, wasn't out there flipping the field constantly, uh you know, like like that game we saw today, or a lot of the games we've seen this year. Um, but for a team like Cleveland, who's clearly without their starting quarterback now and they're 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 hurting to go out there and get that, that win. That was a gutty win. Um mm-hmm. the division, they needed it. The Steelers, uh, ironically, outgained them. Isn't that the ultimate irony?
1: <laughs> yeah, how well, about the,
2: the Steelers. The Steelers finally outgained somebody and lose and so, get little, the L. A little poetic justice there, uh, exactly for, for Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> all those games where they get outgained and find all these Ws yeah. somehow, and yeah, this one they, they get the L. Uh, <laughs> finally, yeah,
2: outgained somebody and lose.
1: So, so that touched me. I, I don't know why, but that, that, okay. that got me uh, in the feels. Uh, so your worst uh, of week? Old. Well,
2: I'll tell you. But speaking of touching, uh, my worst of the week has got to be Kareem Jackson. Uh, what, what a way! What a way to celebrate your return from a suspension <laughs> for for head hunting by immediately head hunting. <laughs> And trying to KTFO Josh Dobbs um, on a play that, I mean, it, 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 you can't watch the play where he basically dives crown of his helmet first into Dobbs's sternum and, and not think it's dirty. Somehow it managed to not get flagged. Um, and there was another hit later in the game by a different guy, on Alexander Madison, that also didn't get flagged that looked shady as heck. Um, and I'm not one of these throw-the-flag, throw-the-flag, throw-the-flag guys, but for a league that puts so much on player safety, um, watching dudes just flying around with the crown of their helmet squarely into defenseless runners, uh, not, not a good look. And Kareem Jackson, yeah, celebrates his return by immediately getting suspended again.
1: <laughs> and um, all... All the referees were thinking about Thanksgiving plans. They just they just missed it. They just kept missing they, it. Oh we
2: were yeah, the, distracted. To, to, they held on to their flags for hits like that. Uh he, he he's he's fined, he's suspended, but yet somehow we managed to not get uh, a penalty called in these spots. Uh that could have been a huge penalty in that game because that actually would have overturned a Josh Dobbs fumble. Mm. Early in that game, because uh, he was being stripped as he was being speared in the sternum by Kareem Jackson, uh, and uh, the league took action immediately and suspended him for another two games. So that'll be six out of the last seven, and that, that's not that's not a reputation you want. That especially doesn't help when Sean Payton's your coach. Just just saying.
1: <laughs> just saying. No bounty out there you're saying
2: i'm just 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 just, i'm not saying i'm just saying um Um, that that's not a good look and to have that happen twice in one game um but definitely the jackson one being the most egregious uh you got to be a lot smarter i mean he had he was i believe suspended um or or heavily penalized after what was that the, the ktfo hit on logan thomas in that Washington game early in the season. He had another hit. I think that was the one later on that ended up getting him the four-gamer, and now he comes back and immediately, and this is the first drive. He took out. Like, I'm back and I'll I'll show you guys and he goes out and does the exact same thing that got him suspended and gets him suspended again. That, to me, uh, is the worst of the week.
1: That's pretty bad. That's the, uh, basically, he was the hockey goon that gets the five-minute major um, and I'm I'm gonna screw Probert. that up. oh <laughs> ah, the late great Bob Probert. Um, I'm gonna I was gonna screw that up because I I don't know hockey rules enough. I think five minute major is you're gone for the game. I don't know what the five out of five minute goes in. Ah. So I'll I'll revise that. He gets the two minute you know head hunting uh, penalty, and as soon <laughs> as they open the box to let him out, he goes ah I'm out. Let me go get somebody else. Let me get some more. And he clearly, don't, you don't learn the lesson. Clearly, you did not learn. Uh, the the punishment did not make you think about what you did and and you went right back out and did it again. So now he has to go get suspended and think about it some more. So maybe this time it'll take. I I doubt it, but I think that's just who he is as a player, uh, unfortunately. They're they're getting those guys more and more out of the game. It's actually pretty rare to see the the Kareem Jackson types out there. Uh, There used to be one of those every team back back when we were growing up and watching football. Uh, but definitely rare. Now that was my first time in a while watching that Denver pass coverage. And Oh my God, are they clueless? Holy, they don't know what they're doing. Out I mean, the Vikings weren't even getting challenged in that game until the, uh, uh, Alexander Madison fumble in the third quarter. Uh, um, yep. and that led to a field goal. And then Oh, Forrest Gump let, let one slip for an INT. That was another field goal. And then, uh, they were in trouble. Uh, Corbin Sutton goes up and makes a play. And I mean, a hell of a play for the win. So, uh, they pulled that one out by the skin of their teeth, but uh, yeah, that that dirty play from Kareem Jackson, yeah, if they flagged that. That might tur- that might have turned the whole fortunes around. So you you never know. That uh, gets to my worst uh, of the week, and uh, got, uh, got some guys coming in and out. That that happens. Uh, in a league full of bad football, the Carolina Panthers stood out to me as the worst uh, of week twelve a week uh, week eleven I should say uh, why is Bryce Young's processing still so slow? he does not see the edges coming around him to come sack him he doesn't see it coming up the middle in his face he doesn't move his ass when the pressure gets near it's half a season now, dude this is the point of playing as a rookie that you're supposed to be able to get the the speed of the game uh, and figure out these things as the season goes on. And now we're, you know, halfway through the season. At this point, you should have shown some ability to process and figure out what's coming before it gets there. He still hasn't figured it out. And it's week 11 in the NFL. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I don't know if it's going to happen for his career. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but it certainly hasn't happened yet. I mean, that was some horrible football by the Carolina Panthers as they get destroyed uh, by the Cowboys. Uh, some horrible discipline by Carolina that usually it's the Cowboys that have the bad discipline with the stupid penalties. But this time uh, Carolina just kept giving the, the Cowboys on third down, They getting off the field, but oops, there's a flag for a face mask or a, a personal foul for roughing the quarterback. They're the ones that kept the Cowboys on the field. Um, and then the Panthers finally put together a long uh, nine minute drive, this large, extra large drive. Uh, where they get a bunch of fourth down conversions and they get a touchdown to get within seven. And I was like, Ooh, Hey, there's a chance here. Nope. (laughs) Dallas answers with a touchdown. Then first throw Bryce young gets the next possession up another Deron bland pick six. I guess he's the the big man as far as getting the the pick sixes for the Cowboys now and and the route was on, but that was my worst to me. It's trying to watch Bryce. Young, I got a, a big eye full of Bryce young with the Cowboys and the Panthers, and I did not like what I see because he doesn't seem to have gotten any better at all.
2: Well, yeah, it's the worst team and the worst of the week. Uh, that should – that makes sense because they, they are it all, up. all worst.
1: <laughs> They've earned it. They, they have definitely earned that. Uh, takes us to your smartest of uh, Week 11.
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm giving this one to Tom Brady for a couple of reasons. Hmm. I don't know if you saw his interview uh, that he gave this last no, week. I'm, I'm talking, unaware
1: of the comments of Tom Brady.
2: Tom Tom Brady uh, was talking about, th- th- this is the best, because it's it's smart, but it's also a, a glaring lack of self-awareness. Uh, but he was on Stephen A. Smith's show, a YouTube show, and was, talked about all the mediocrity that there is now in the NFL. And he was talking about Uh, All these, the offensive players uh, need to protect themselves more, you know, that the defense, it's not their job as much to worry about protecting the offense. And then he talked about the the softness of of the league and all the the penalties, um, which to me showed at that point a extreme lack of self-awareness because it was the softness of the league when it comes to uh, DPI calls on Tom Brady arm punts or chest chops that are called blows to the head, I mean so he, he benefited from a lot of the the penalties and the officiating that he was complaining about, but I'm saying here's why I'm saying this is all smart because he waited until he was retired to call out all this stuff, and that's smart because he, t- he said what he really felt. About the softness of the league, and that there's too many flags, and about the the sports being basically you know, the the footballs being coached and officiated out of football, and, and it's not the same game anymore. And he was around for 20 plus years, so he's you know it was way different when he came in to the way it ended, but he was also a big beneficiary, so a little hypocritical, but also very smart that he waited until at least he was retired before he started taking on the league for its quote-unquote softness.
1: That That is, uh, yeah, that's, that's in, in impressive lack of self-awareness on Tom Brady's part, for uh, of all people, for him to sit up there and try to call the league soft uh, after, yeah, after some of the
2: <laughs>
1: lovingly grazing his helmet penalties that he was uh beneficiary of uh, that were yeah. called personal fouls. That's Or the, that's or the
2: horrible arm punt underthrows. That turned <laughs> the into guys. In yeah, that that
1: that became a strategy. That's a that's a play. Let's, that was the okay, best offensive
2: in, play for his last four or five seasons.
1: We're in deep trouble. It's third and eighteen. I'm going to throw this thing way short, and you're just going to run into the DB and, and draw a flag, and that's going to be our play. And it worked. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, so, that's incredible that <laughs> he would call the leaks off after some of the calls. It. Wow. <laughs> so while
2: there while there's truth. And, and intelligence in what he's saying, I also do have to point out because I got to take a shot at Tom Brady. Of course, major major lack of self awareness <laughs> with, with, with those comments.
1: Wow, that's it's kind of breathtaking. Funny,
2: but he's not wrong.
1: Uh, he's definitely the wrong messenger. He may not be wrong, but that's definitely Correct. the wrong guy to say right. it. <laughs> right,
2: <laughs> the better like he's, he may have you know been one of the biggest beneficiaries of all these things but that's not to say it's wrong and 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 he's not he's not you know and saying that the product that, that the product is taking a hit so the goat the quote unquote the goat is talking about the the drop in quality of the brand you know uh he said, the rules have a lot, a lot of bad habits to get in the actual performance of the game. So I think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. What sounds like in different words what you and I have been saying on this show for the last few seasons?
1: Sure. Um, and again, he's not wrong. He's just the wrong guy to say that.
2: Like Jose Canseco.
1: He's going to write a new book called Juiced. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty breathtaking right there. Uh, my smartest of week 11, I said that the genius architect of offense, Brian Dable, uh, was allowed to coach up Danny DeVito anytime he wanted. And it all came together, finally, in Washington. Uh, 18 of 26 for 246 and three touchdowns out of that guy. After what we saw the first time he played, that guy? That was impressive. Way to go, kid. Uh, and the Giants beat down the Skins 31-19. to 19. I'm giving Dable smartest just because I knew he could coach DeVito to do more than just check down, uh, swing pass, throw to the flat, check down, screen, check down. And he, he broke through big time this week. So, good on him. Good on uh, DeVito. I, I don't know anything about his playing. I never saw him in college or anything like that, so I didn't know if he had this in him ever. And he had it in him. He brought it out. Now, maybe that's why part of why uh, Jack Del Rio winds up getting canned by, uh, by the Skins eventually. This is the not a good uh, Thanksgiving season for certain assistant coaches, uh, one of which I mentioned in the title of the show, but uh, that's another one. Uh, Jack Del Rio the, of the Washington uh, team, Manderskins, uh, winds up getting canned after the Thursday uh, Thanksgiving debacle against the Cowboys, but it started out it was a two. Maybe if it was a two punch uh, knockout. Maybe the first punch was this: the fact that they let Danny DeVito go out there and look like not just a good NFL quarterback, but like a superstar one. That was a great game <laughs> that DeVito yep. had. Uh, so Brian Dable, smartest of the week.
2: I have some other things to say about that game, but not on this mm. award. Mm.
1: <laughs> okay, that leaves you to give your 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 Homer Simpson, your dumbest of week eleven.
2: I I'm giving this to my favorite coach in the NFL.
1: <laughs> Your guy. You Stupidest love him. of
2: the week, <laughs> who I'm now going to call the salty balls of Staley. <laughs>
1: he was uh, very salty.
2: Very salty. So if you if you caught any of the post game press conference after the Chargers lost at Lambo, uh Brandon Staley was getting called out for his defensive play calling and was asked if he was going to continue to call the defense and uh, decided to try try to tear the interviewer a new one uh, and just, just, I'm going to put an end to this right now and basically just says, you know, yes, I'm going to be calling the plays and you you guys just need to stop asking me about this. Uh, So a little little defensive, a little red ass, uh, not a good look, uh, especially the way your team has played you're supposed to be a defensive coach <laughs> you know that that's what you're known for and you're you're wasting uh, all these great years uh, with Justin Herbert by not coaching good defense uh, maybe <laughs> you should you know not be so salty when people ask you about that because you're the one making this happen uh, losing I mean the the chargers just it find so many ways to lose close games. They they invented another one here. Um, And and things just aren't looking good for them, and their defense keeps getting gashed. And uh, so not only is he kind of an idiot when it comes to his play calling and his situational game management, turns out when you call him out on it, he's salty too. So now it's the salty balls daily.
1: (laughs) And the the dumb balls. Uh, I'll I'll expand just a little more on that uh, in one of my later uh, awards. Uh oh. Uh yeah, we'll 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 cover that a little more of that. Yeah, I definitely uh, was aware of all of that. Uh so my dumbest of the week. Uh No, don't don't don't,
0: don't, 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 don't don't don't
1: So it took Matt Canada this long to give Jalen Warren the ball more. And his nine carries for a buck twenty nine and a score comes out to let's see fourteen point three yards per carry. That's a hell of a running average there. Why the hell did Najee Harris still have more carries? What are we doing? What this is why go Canada. This is why they fired him. Why are we still running through Najee Harris when he has proven that he is not the guy that's going to jumpstart? This offense, he just, Matt Canada just stayed married to what he thought was the right way to run the, the Steelers offense, uh, would not change. You know it's got to be a big deal for uh, Mike Tomlin to change and fire a coach in the middle of the season. He doesn't do that. The Steelers as an organization don't ever do that. You know it's got to be a big deal uh, if it came to that. Uh, Najee Harris, by the way, 12 carries for 35 yards. Yeah, That's a 2.9 average. Anybody knows that you want to give the ball to the guy averaging 14.3 over the guy averaging 2.9. That's just elementary, rudimentary, as basic as it possibly gets. Um, The Steelers could not keep winning games with that crap offense, and and they didn't win. Uh, And finally, Mike Tomlin has to listen to the Pittsburgh fans and the media and probably the players who wanted to sing Go Canada, and they all got to finally sing it as they – Finally, get rid of the offensive coordinator, who the much maligned offensive coordinator, but that's a perfect example. That's a great last game to go out for somebody to just look at that sheet and see how many more yards per carry that Jalen Warren is getting. And yeah, we're going to give Najee Harris the ball more, Just, just not very smart at all and a, a major uh, contributor as to why he is currently unemployed.
2: Well, and even if you take out that 74-yard touchdown run, he still had eight carries for 55 yards, which is still almost seven yeah. yards per carry. Uh, so, yeah, even if you take the best one off the top, he's still averaging almost triple what Najee Harris was averaging. And hes clear, we, we, we talked about this in the last couple of shows that... They seem to be giving him the ball more, and he seems to be the guy. But the, 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 that stubbornness, right? It you just it, it it can't win out, and it it didn't. <laughs> and Matt and, and Canada just reluctance to use those playmakers, and that. I mean, we've seen these teams, several of them. We saw one today who just look like they're setting football back. <laughs> uh, this isn't the the 1970s, and we're seeing some. We're seeing some 1970s offense from some of these teams. It's so bad.
1: Take the numbers out and use your eyes. That, and we've been talking about that the last few weeks. Uh, Jalen Warren is clearly the more explosive offensive yeah. threat than Najee Harris. Clearly, and, and he just he just refused to, to acknowledge that and make the change. And finally, Tomlin had to let him go. So yeah. I, if you're gonna set football back, we we certainly talked about this over the over the years here. A, a very common theme on the show. If you're gonna set football back and try to go uh, three yards in a cloud of dust, you better have the type of uh, running game that's going to reward you for setting it back, like the Titans and Derrick Henry all these years. They right. could do that. Uh, all these other teams trying to set it back, they 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 can't do that. They don't have the horses, so they they need to just stop. Uh. So what's your uh, surprise of week 11?
2: Uh, My my surprise of the week is you you talked about your boy Danny DeVito. Um, None of that happens if we don't have the Washington team Manderskins turning the ball over (laughs) six times.
1: Hey, what happened?
2: And that, yeah, they they could have played that after every single turnover.
1: (laughs) Sam Howell
2: was a human turnover machine. In that game, and and to that point, he had been the leading passer in the league, but they gave Washington, I believe that it was 24 points off of turnovers in that game. And, yeah, uh, Danny DeVito played a hell of a game. It's easy to do when you always have the ball, because the other team just could not hang on to it, and that, that to me was a surprise. I did not expect the Washington team, Manderskins, to be so loose with the football um and, and to basically at home just completely disintegrate right before your eyes that way uh especially against a team as bad as as the giants and as bad as they've looked the previous couple of weeks you, you give a team that many chances they're, they're going to score so what the hell's going on out here yeah there pick sixes or multiple fumbles three picks uh not not a very good look for Washington. So what what do you do after you uh, you know turn the ball over six times and then you get beat? You fire your defensive coach. It's
1: all your fault, Darrio. Get out of here. <laughs> they had enough on defense to to fire him. fault. No, their defense fault.
2: was. We, we talked about that defense, uh, especially how bad they are back end and over the top and. You know, they're filling a lot of people's pockets uh, if you're picking against, if you're taking uh, wide receivers in some daily (laughs) fantasy against Washington. That's been almost a slam dunk play all season long. Um, And the Giants even proved that.
1: Right, with Danny DeVito. (laughs) Lighten it up.
2: I mean, yeah, so it's great for Danny DeVito, but taking advantage of Washington, especially after they turn over the ball six times, it's not that tall of a task. Well, I kind of feel um, like you do about them is like, you kind of felt about the bills. Like, okay. Yeah. You got one. That was nice. Let's <laughs> kind of do how I it feel again. Show, Giants. show me again. The Giants, the Giants got one, but yeah. I don't know if they got one or they were given one. I'm starting to, well, my, my take on that is more that they were, they were given one.
1: Kind of both. Yeah. You, yeah. you got to, you know, he, he went out and made those throws and 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 completed them, and and they took it in he that did. respect. But uh, also a lot of gifts, a lot of a lot of early yes. Christmas gifts by surprise. Early and early and presents. The That's right. Yeah,
2: Carson Palmer wasn't even in the building.
1: Santa Sam Howell, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my surprise for week eleven, I will use this section to give props to two quarterbacks who found a way to win despite throwing three ints. Uh, Sam Howell didn't get the win he's not one of them Uh, CJ Stroud and Jared Goff you certainly don't see that often in the NFL but they both had to get over the bad throws and keep firing uh, to get those W's and that was my surprise that you just don't see guys throw three INTs and win the game and it happened twice I don't know exactly how uh, but but CJ Stroud Gets over Arizona despite the the throw, but this is why Stroud is not the MVP. Three ints and and some of them are really bad. All right, um, great. He made the comeback. He got the win, but you, you don't get uh, MVP by by setting your own fire and then putting it out. That's you, you don't get Fireman of the Year by being an arsonist. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. Uh, just a turnover fest of a game there. Uh, yeah, his T D to Tank Dell was awesome. All right. I admit that. But both those scenes are very flawed, the the Cardinals and the Texans. And Houston kind of winds up getting the win, not necessarily uh, you know, taking it or earning it. Um and and I don't believe they covered the spread in that one either. Uh
2: No, I got another I got another Kyler cover.
1: Uh, you sure did. You you and your Kyler Murray, you're you two for two with Kyler. Uh him and his little feet. So good on Trout for finding a way to come back. I, I don't think that makes him uh, an MVP candidate, but that's just me. Uh, and then how the, how the hell did Chicago manage to blow that game in Detroit? That was a 12-point lead. Only
2: the Bears.
1: Oh my God. 12-point lead with five minutes to go, and you lose Jared Goff and the Lions. Uh, you, you can't blow the good Justin Fields games. He came back uh, for very first game off of injury, and, and uh they had a hell of a performance uh and golf was awful but yeah. because Detroit hung around golf was able to put it together late with those two touchdowns uh amazing comeback by the lions but the but more so a blowing of the game by the bears yeah but i still give the, the props uh and the surprise of the week to stroud and golf uh throwing 3 ints and, and still managing to to hang in there and get the victory at the end
2: yeah, and justin fields comes back Watch, uh, must have watched all that Tyson Bajan film. Uh, yeah,
1: inspired.
2: He uh, that, that that touchdown throw he made to DJ that was a big boy throw. Oh
0: yeah, and
2: that's why uh, you don't ever put out memes about how many wins he has <laughs> versus versus Tyson Bajan. You can This loss is not on Fields. Um, oh no. Even even when he got uh, you know the jailbreak sack uh, safety. At the end of the game, although I was, boy, you were, I bet you and I were both hoping that the Lions fell on that one in the end zone. But you know, just saying,
0: yeah, a lot of people
2: who had Lions cover were mm-hmm. n- not not hoping for the Bears player to kick the ball out of the back of the end zone. Um, but that you know had nothing to do with the uh, the winner the, win or the I mean, loss if, there. The game was.
1: If I had money the on the Bears, was, uh, the Lions yeah. would have fell on it. Trust me. <laughs> Me. Uh, so w-
2: wasn't enough, but I was impressed. I was impressed with Fields uh, coming back. Um, you know, they they stuck it to the Lions. Uh, Lions shown showing some cracks. We saw that again on Thanksgiving. So we'll see how we'll see how that goes. They're going through their little midseason, you know, places of confidence. But yeah, no, good for them in that spot. That spot they were able to come back all the way.
1: Uh, so. Leads you to your letdown. Who let you down in week eleven? Uh,
2: I'll tell you what was letting me down. I'm going back to Thursday night, uh the, the far past to talk about the Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews losses. Um mm. and that's just that that's just a letdown. I mean it's it's so long ago it feels like uh easy to forget. Um, but it was just uh you know little, eight days ago, uh the Baltimore Ravens went in uh against Cincinnati and again competitive game, two top teams, Bengals are coming back, you know, they, they've won a couple after that awful start, and oh, wouldn't you know, we lose Joe Burrow for the season, and then not much longer later in the game, we lose Mark Andrews for the season, and mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, these, these these top teams, you know, these top quarterbacks, these top playmakers, every time you lose one of these guys this season, just keeps feeling like it's a hit. That's why I talked about, I was joking about, oh, who are we going to lose on Monday night? You know, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully we didn't lose anybody on Monday night football. Um, all those top playmakers managed to stay healthy and in the rain. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's just that that that's what let me down is that we're we're now gonna. Get to watch the Bengals sort of, you know, most likely just kind of fade into obscurity here. I will get some big Jake Browning feels. Um, There's
1: too many too many good teams in the AFC. Whatever the hell that
2: guy is, Uh, Ravens. We get to we get to watch a lot of Isaiah likely uh, now the rest of the way. Yeah. um, At tight end, and then you know Lamar kind of loses his uh, safety blanket. What had been a high flying, extremely improved offense, but. That's uh, every week. Right? We could have this just be let out of the week every week is just list off the guys that we're not going to get to see play football anymore this season.
1: Right. It was the latest big star that goes yeah. down for the season. every week? That was two, it's, one, that was like two that. In one game. Right. Yeah. The, with the tight end being totally obscured, as we talked about. Like, you know, once the Joe Burrow injury happened, right. you almost forgot that Mark Andrews got hurt, too, and, and although they're trying to play like that's not for the year now. They're trying to almost call them week to week a little bit, okay. but yeah, there's little semantics being played with that. So they that might be one of those where he you know pulls a Willis Reed and limps out there on the field for the first playoff game or something like that and okay. plays decoy or something.
2: Plays decoy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because like we've Will's got thing. six weeks left yeah. at least, you know. So yeah, I mean
1: longer than that. Longest he type of, the longest season ever for The longest
2: season, year. yeah. And if Baltimore somehow manages to secure a, a home field, um, it could be even longer for them. It could be eight weeks.
1: Exactly. So I, I guess we'll just all have to wait and see. But, yeah, it's very disappointing, uh, that, that Joe Burrow situation, and I'll have more on that uh, later on. Okay. But before that, you mentioned the other uh, – Night game, or one of the other night games last week, and that's what my letdown is for week 11 was the Monday Nighter. The Kansas City Chiefs lost that game. The Eagles did not win it. The Chiefs lost it. The Chiefs gave it to them. They had more yards from scrimmage. They won time of possession. They were up 10 at the half. It was their night. It was their game, and they blew it. I'm sorry. I'm a fan of the Eagles. I respect the Eagles. The Chiefs gave them that game on a rainy Kansas City night. The Chiefs were forced to run the ball on Philadelphia. and had way more success at it than I would have expected. I was very impressed that the Chiefs were reacting to uh, the situation in front of them. Okay, we're not going to be able to to air it out and throw it all around. Uh, Of course, our pass catchers are trash. That would manifest itself at the end. Uh, We're just going to try to run the ball and see if that's going to, get anywhere, and they, they had more success doing that. Isaiah Pacheco uh, was doing it, getting it done on the ground, and when Pat Mahomes got comfortable and threw to the end zone up, oh, that's when Kevin Byard expertly slid over for the INT, um, but they still had it in hand because Frank Clark and the KC pressure was smothering the Philadelphia offense, but, man, the the lack of chemistry from those receivers and, and Pat Mahomes had finally Came to light in the second half. They just kept having disconnects. Uh, Kelsey, big fumble near the goal yep. line. Uh Huge, just brutal. Uh, uh The game-winning touchdown drop by Marquez Valdez-Scantling was absolutely brutal. Ball right in his hand. I had this feeling as the ball was coming near his hands that he wasn't going to catch it. I, I can't explain it, but you can tell when a receiver is sort of, his body is like sort of out of sorts or out of sync and, even though there's the defender is several yards behind him, there's nothing stopping the guy from catching it. It's not too long. The, he, his arms were outstretched, but it wasn't like he was ah, trying to stretch all the way and do Gumby. And pull. It was there. It was right in his finger, but there's just something about the way he was running. Like he, he's, I'm like, oh, he's not going to catch that. As soon as uh, I just saw it right before it, it hit his hands, I was in my mind, I didn't say it out loud, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's not going to catch it. It's wide open. He's not going to catch it, sure enough. He didn't catch it. I, I just KC beat themselves. I, I'm not going to uh, go on even more about it. I already have, but that, that let me down. The, the, again, the Chiefs are one of those few teams that are good enough to win when they want, how they want. Pat Mahomes is absolutely putting an MVP season together because the fact that he still got this team third best in, in passing with one target, with one target he can count on, Travis Kelsey and nobody else, uh, and those balls that Mahomes is putting out there in the rain – Unbelievable performance, and I'm shocked he didn't just tear into his team in the pre- in the post game press conference. Because I would have lit them all a new one, but uh, he's classier than that, I guess. But that was my letdown. The Chiefs absolutely lost that game.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm glad they did too.
1: Because <laughs> you had the Eagles.
2: Because I had the Eagles, but yeah, no, we, we talked about it's, uh The 17s and the 87, right? That that's all it is. It's a it's a yeah, It's a wide receiver room of guys. There's zero growth in that wide receiver room. It's not like that's a young core of receivers and you're seeing some steady growth, you know? And, and you're seeing and he's gelling with these guys. Um, you're, you're not seeing any of that. And you'd think this far into the season, he'd have some rapport with some of those receivers. I don't see any rapport.
1: It seem like the slightest bit of rapport uh, with Rashid Rice and that's it and there's there that's why everyone's slobbering over Rashid Rice is because they right. don't see anything out of any of the other guys
2: he's the only one who's shown any spark
1: I even guess. a hair even yeah. a hair of connection with Pat Mahomes uh, Sky Moore none no. uh, MBS none. Darius
2: Tony, no, no, uh. all these just guys, and so yeah, so so the the guy of the you know, Justin Watson, he just he shows up yeah. in the box score once in a while. It's Travis Kelsey and Noah Gray are still those two tight ends <laughs> are probably still the guys that Mahomes trusts the most, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's not pretty. This is if they win a Super Bowl with this, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, okay. Just put just put Andy Reid Andy <laughs> Reed, and Patrick Mahomes put them just right into the Hall of Fame. Because
1: right, they're they're already in now. But if they win a title, another title with this crew, right. holy crap!
2: And they go and they go in to get Miko Hardman, who's done nothing.
1: No, <laughs> they know what he uh, is. That's why
2: they yeah. let him go in the first. They're, they're, yeah, so their, their third best pass receiving option is probably Jarek McKinnon. This is how bad it is. <laughs> there's no trust. Yeah. There's, there's no growth. It, it's it's really bad. Uh, so I I completely agree with you. Uh, I I didn't think it was a letdown because I won the pick, uh, but. It didn't let me down. Um, I'm always won. let down
1: by good teams that
2: play yeah. badly, like the Bills. And, when the Bills were letting us down, oh, you know they they yeah, finally exactly. they won the game they had to win. Uh, but now they, like you said, this is the. This uh, is the not, I'm not part. giving
1: them an award for that one. That's good, you got one. Right. Good job. So you go
2: up to the Eagles on Sunday. Okay, maybe. Yeah. 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 Now we're talking. <laughs> All right.
1: Struggling. Ooh, struggling uh, we go, Well,
2: this was a this was a, a dual struggling, and you talked about Ooh. one of them. Uh, this is the uh, anti-Freddie Mitchell award. These guys don't want to thank their hands for being <laughs> so great. And that would be Marcus Valdez-Scantling and Chargers wide receiver Quentin Johnston.
1: Oh, uh, bad, bad drops. Bad
2: absolutely bad drops. brutal oh. drops in crunch time. You know, uh, Quinton Johnston with the Chargers drops a wide open. It was it would have been a nice over-the-shoulder catch, but it was perfect ball placement by Justin Herbert. Uh, would have caught that in stride right at the spot where they would have been able to kick the game-tying field goal. Uh, maybe if, if he gets a move, he goes to the house. I still think he would have gotten tackled, uh, just the way it looked, you know, where he was when he... Um, would have caught the ball. There was a defender trailing, but perfect throw by Justin Herbert. And just, yeah, couldn't bring it in. Nope. And again, another rookie wide receiver, and no rapport. Uh, so he's got the stone hands, and then, yeah, there. you thought that was bad. And then you get the cherry on top with Marcus mm-hmm. Heldes-Scantling, as you talked about, on a wide-open bomb touchdown. Hits him in the worst possible spot, right in the hands.
1: Right in the fingers. Uh,
2: and, and Valdez scaling decides to basically, you know, get the ball in his hand, and then when he tries to secure it, uh, bounces it off of his own body. <laughs> in just You can just tell. Just, he was uh, completely
1: out of sorts.
2: Like It was just like he was either too wide open or he couldn't believe it. But, yeah, in both of those cases, both of those receivers, they get their hands on the ball, perfectly thrown footballs, uh, Mahomes tried to say uh, – tried to take some credit and be the bigger man and say he could have th- – no, that was a perfect throw 50 yards down the field and Herbert's was, was almost as long and just huge drops in a season of huge drops. Uh, you know, we, we had – was that Tyler Boyd the week before for the Bengals? Mm. Wide open drop. Um, nobody right around him. Yeah, right in the end zone. It uh, made a huge difference in that game. For, for Cincinnati, and then in this spot, uh, two of them. Yeah, that the game-altering drops, and yeah, those are some hands that are struggling. And
1: yeah, now that you mention it, the charges do remind me of the Chiefs, that you take out uh, the, pass, the pass catchers that aren't Keenan Allen that actually know how to catch, and you yeah. take them out with, due to injury. And they, all the guys left around there are a bunch of uh, Rasheed Rice's and a bunch of MVS's that just stone hands. All those guys, all got, the yeah, guys, yeah, Paul,
2: yeah, Palmer and Johnston right. and Donald Parham. When it's not too cold on the field, uh, <laughs> all those guys—they're just guys.
1: They're just guys with bad hands. Like, what what happened to the receivers that can actually catch? What's going on here? Yeah, uh, that there's no. It's, that doesn't
2: help if you're open. If you can't catch the ball. <laughs>
1: That doesn't matter how old you are if you can't catch. Uh, we we learnt, we learned that imagine twenty years ago. Doesn't matter how open the guy gets if he's his hands are uh, are forty three. Um, yeah, no chemistry with with uh, Justin Herbert and all those guys. Uh, so yeah, we uh, beat around uh, the Chargers and you gave your award for, for Staley, and you bring up uh, Quentin Johnson and he was struggling. Struggling. But uh, Staley himself gets my struggling because it feels like some coaches are just primed to be fired as soon as the season ends. And I think Mm -hmm. uh, Ron Rivera getting rid of Del Rio is a deflector because I think he knows he's next. And uh, Staley clearly uh, shows that he's a dead man walking and he knows it uh, by his behavior and the reaction that he had uh as the uh, chargers fall to green bay his defense stinks the o is very disappointing a lot of drops as you just mentioned uh a lot of close losses they need new new leadership badly you give up 300 yards to jordan love you got to go i'm sorry you got to go uh then he has the nerve as you already pointed out to get indignant in the press conference with a reporter who's asking if he's going to stop calling plays for that god awful defense and he goes yeah you you can stop asking we have total confidence in our operation you can stop asking if i'm turning over uh play calling duties cuz i have total confidence really? really only the broncos only the broncos the only team worse in the league in yards per game are the denver friggin broncos and Man. you have total confidence in this operation and you got the nerve to get uppity with the reporter about it, dude. You are struggling. You are a dead man walking, and you will make a nice D coordinator at some somewhere next year.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you take out the Dolphins eight thousand yards against the Broncos, <laughs> uh, the Chargers probably would be worst.
1: Might be. Might. Be, might well be.
2: So yeah, no the salt the salty balls of Staley uh gets <laughs> he gets dunked on twice on this show. Wow.
1: Yes, a guy. Uh, dumb dumb man struggling. Uh, he earned it. He, he did. Uh, he absolu- absolutely earned that. Uh, so, leave your uh, Danielle? Yeah. Ah, where's my girl?
2: I'm going to uh, refer to this news item of the week, and it was the dumbest of the week. And it definitely, when I saw it, had me because the fact that it got any media coverage or Twitter coverage or anything at all is a big what the fuck and that's just what I'm going to call Nacho Gate
1: Nacho Gate
2: Nacho Gate because I really don't care that Tyreek Hill's wife got nachos dumped on her at the Raiders Dolphins game that she knocked over on herself (laughs) and that somehow turned into a media story uh, of people trying to zapruder film this to figure out whose fault it was for the nachos getting dumped on Tyreek Hill's wife. Come on,
1: George Clooney.
2: You've been reading about all that. You've been seeing that, George Clooney.
1: And I'm bl- I'm, I'm, I'm blissfully I'm oh, blissfully aware
2: of all of this. Good, good. Go on Twitter and look <laughs> it up, or go on anywhere and talk. About it. You can see the clip. Of Tyreek Hill's wife reacting to something and putting both of her hands up in the air, and there's a dude standing behind her holding a tray of nachos, and she knocks the nachos over onto herself. <laughs> and it became this whole big like whose fault was it thing. The dude's just standing there holding his nachos, so I'm hoping she so was... bought him more nachos. That that that's <laughs> you know that's what should that's what it should be, but it's never you know good luck when you know you're a football wife and you're all made up. And, you know, over made up in the case of most of them. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you're on camera and you're reacting to something, I'm guessing it's something that her husband had just done on the field. and uh, oh, yeah, she, she
1: excitedly she, threw her hands up and, and knocked the stuff on herself. Knocked, knocked was that, she was like... on to herself. Ah.
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it, and it turned into a little bit of a, you know, a little ex-Twitter storm and, you know, it was all, it was on the, it was like a news blurb on the On the sports websites, and it was so dumb. I it just yeah, what (laughs) the fuck, Nacho Gate.
1: (laughs) Uh, I only learned from watching the coverage of the game today about his wife at all. The fact that she became his wife about five and a half minutes ago, like that just happened. Like they just got married like last week or so. Yeah. Uh, So whoever that is, uh, number one, good on her, and number two, I, I guess she doesn't mind about his second career or his uh, desire for his yeah. uh, his post his post playing career did you ever hear about that
2: uh no
1: uh some inter- some podcast he was doing Tyreek Hill claimed that in his uh second career after he's through playing football he'd like to be a porn star oh yeah i
2: heard about that boy that's just a that yes i did hear about that it was that was one of those in one ear and out the other but now that you mentioned it yes i did hear that i feel bad for the guy who got the nachos dumped out though cuz that was probably like 75 dollars
1: <laughs> that was his, his whole family's uh uh dinner for the day cuz he couldn't afford <laughs> anything else after getting the nachos
2: after getting the tickets to the game and then going to spend oh, yeah. 75 on nachos a
1: 150 on parking yeah yeah uh, no, I, I was aware of, uh, unaware of all of that, so that's something I missed, unfortunately.
2: Oh, I'll send it to you. I'll send you the
1: clip.
2: <laughs> you can decide for yourself. You can Zapruder film it and figure oh. out who is to blame in Nacho Gate.
1: I'll, I'll give all the forensic evidence, and then I'll, I'll give it the once-over. Oh. We We, Brent, you, you mentioned that um, something didn't smell right when uh the sean watson's shoulder thing went down and i talked all about that last week and as we kind of danced around uh in the last show something didn't smell right about joe burrow's wrist either because uh speaking of zapruder oh, film, he came...
2: yeah. how'd we forget this one i'm glad I, i'm glad i didn't forget you didn't forget this one
1: Oh, I I was all over the WTF uh, as soon as you told me about it, which I I was blissfully unaware of the Zabruder film from last week when Joe Burrow came into the Thursday nighter at Baltimore uh, getting off the plane wearing some sort of splint on his throwing wrist, but Uh there wasn't uh, a mention at all on any injury reports about that. Uh, And he looks okay his first bunch of throws, but that last throw he made, the 17th throw of the game, a touchdown to Joe Mixon. He can't celebrate it because the pain shooting through his wrist was obvious and man, was he in pain and he tries to throw on the sideline. Couldn't grip the ball. Turned out to be a torn ligament season over for Joe Burrow. Feel awful for him. Of course feel awful for the Bengals, but what the fuck? How long did they think they could hide such an injury without anybody knowing or finding out about it? Now, to be fair, to their side of the story, the, the Bengals, they say the split was something he normally does when traveling and the torn ligament was unrelated. It just happened something that happened to happen during the game. That, that's, that's their word. That's what they say. Come on. They, that, they kind of have to say that you know? <laughs> they they can't say what was really, was going on there. But uh, yeah, that, that's my WTF. Like, you can't get away with something like that. And it was, as you you told me, you're the one that's got the more details on this uh, than I do. It was the team that posted that, mm-hmm. that that put that Correct. film up to begin with,
2: and then yanked um, it, when
1: and then pulled it into like, the
2: fact that if you uh, looked at it, you know, in the grainy footage, that another uh, Zapruder film, guys,
1: guys I think he's you
2: it, want, you want yeah. to take
1: that film down?
2: And then they they tried to say that it was some special compression sleeve uh that they wear because they get swollen on airplanes it mm. was it was so fabricated mm. and made up um yeah yeah that was some white house briefing room level <laughs> spin just made up nonsense that, that you can come up with on that one, um, or then they were trying to say no. It was a—it's spe- one of those uh, gloves, like stylus gloves that you would no, because that wraps over your fingers.
1: Yeah, and, they had every excuse you could figure yeah.
2: out there. But, but uh, again, the fact that it, it, yeah. You, he was—you just so happened to tear the ligaments in the wrist that you were wearing a brace on when he got... Mm,
1: I don't mm. think so. Uh, and if it's if it's just legit and all those other excuses are legit, then you don't take the film down.
2: Correct. That's why we talked about it last week. If there's no there there, then just leave uh-huh. it
1: up. Exactly. Uh, so, so that's my WTF. Something yeah, in smell you, glad, right... That's the, the one
2: I forgot about. And, <laughs> ah. uh
1: Let's just add that to the powder. Sean Watson's shoulder didn't smell right. Uh, right. Joe Burrow's wrist. Uh, again, like you said, hmm, it's interesting. The league seems to be sort of squirrely and hiding injuries. It, it, who would have thought, right?
2: Right. Yeah, no, no. It's it, Tyreek's back. It's just Tyreek. It's his back. It's his back. Oh, Tua's, it's his yeah. back. And, and Joe Burrow, yeah, he, he played just fine. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, he, he, he's wincing in pain as he's doing the towel drill, basically, over on the... Oh, no. Over on the side. Yeah, him and Mark Pryor were doing oh. the, the towel drill, you know.
1: Poor Mark Pryor. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody wears a splint on their wrist getting off the plane. That's normal. Yeah. By the way, you you will never see that film again, because we tried to scrub it and erase it from... from it's been memories.
2: scrubbed from history. It's been completely memory-hold, yeah.
1: You got the men in black stick waving it across. You don't... what 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 splint? You don't know what you're talking about. There is no splint.
0: What do you mean? to
1: <sighs> Oh, did you do your Daniel? Yes, I did. You did yours first.
2: It's yes, like I, I apologize. I thought you were just doubling up and, <laughs> and giving her an encore.
1: No, I'm giving. It, I'm giving. I'm kicking it back to you, and you already did it because you were first. Oh yeah. Ooh, fitting. It was a
2: fitting drop. Then. I was sitting there thinking yeah, that too. Like, oh, the what? fuck was Okay, <laughs> all right. And I'm
1: just letting it the dead air sit out there, like, okay, what is he going to go? Well, oh, he wants right. me to
2: go? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no. I... Nacho Gate. I sent you the, I sent you the film.
1: I saw that. I saw that pop up that you that you sent the link to my Twitter. So I'll, I'll have to check that out. I <laughs> uh, guess I'll have time to check that out in the in the next couple of minutes uh, while I play the plugs as we get ready to give you your picks for the rest of Week 12. In the, in the NFL, and we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website blogtalkradio.com slash Detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDray when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show, and the after show downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, InMuchLessDetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is InMuchLessDetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLD Dre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of J and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment, as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or Me is strictly prohibited any issues with my connectivity uh thus far during the show
2: no 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 this is right. definitely definitely much better than uh, the other wi-fi <laughs> okay. that you've used in the past so this is this is rock solid
1: excellent so uh you, like you i should, said
2: you should drive up to chicago <laughs> every show because this is perfect <laughs>
1: Only nine hours uh, of, of driving uh, all day Tuesday, uh, I'm, which I'm still recovering from, even though it's uh, Friday going on Saturday. Um, oh, and tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, but Sunday, uh, going back, snow showers.
2: Yeah, we're supposed to have some snow snow showers here, too, but uh, not much. Uh, oh, looking we're supposed forward to get like, to like a half that. inch of snow.
1: That, that, that's not much to you, but uh, well, uh, yeah, we're from Memphis. You know a half inch of snow No, I, I get
2: Memphis. it. You're not used to this cold right now, are you? Is it cold there? It, it was... was
1: so refreshing. To, oh. uh, so I, well, I went, uh, I asked my uh, cousin, my oldest cousin, to uh, go to uh, to drive me to the gym, uh, which he worked out pretty regularly. And I said, let me get one workout in uh, this week while I'm up here. Um, and he drove me. And he's, uh, we, we, we had to wait like 15 minutes or so because he needed to warm up the car. And he was grabbing his winter coat and get it up. I went out there with a the T-shirt and, and sweatpants uh, that, I, that I was going to wear to the gym. I didn't grab my coat at all because I know once I, you know, work out and lift and, and get hot, I'm definitely not going to have a need for a coat at that point. So, uh, and, and just like, you know, I felt exactly uh, just the way I knew I would feel at the end of the workout, which is, this is great. I, I felt wonderful sitting there in 30 degree weather. That's that's wonderful to me, uh, coming from down uh, down south, uh, and he couldn't believe it. He was I was like I'm from I'm from here. I grew up here. He's like, I did too, man. But I I need my coat and <laughs> I need to warm up. The guy. I I didn't have a problem at all with it. So
2: no, it was, I, it when I left for to work me. today, it was 13 degrees. So. Oh
1: well, that's that's different up there in Wisconsin yeah. where you are. That's a little different. Uh, that that I would have a coat. <laughs> Uh, but down here it was about it was about 32 degrees or so when I when we went to the gym and that was perfect for me. I, I did not need to coat at all. And then I sat there and ordered a, a smoothie and, and and drank a cold smoothie on the way back. Uh, so that was perfectly fine to me. Uh, one more item to waste time before we get to our picks, but like you said, there's so few games we're gonna have plenty of time anyway. So I did watch the uh, the Subreuter film of of Tyreek Hill's wife. Oh, uh, yeah. with the nachos. Uh, that was news.
2: It's amazing how many sources and multiple places were basically. That's almost it was almost like viral. Um,
1: how when you said that was. dump nachos on her head, I expected to see you know yellow sauce everywhere, no, and she
2: just she just knocked the nachos over on herself. Basically,
1: it, I I couldn't even tell if any got in her hair. It wasn't yeah. on top of her head. It was be, she knocked it behind herself and she reacted like oh my god is what did i do this is so disgusting i couldn't tell if anything got on her yeah that's how that that was a news get the hell out of here that was not okay okay dude. all right uh that, that was so not a news item we that's, have that's why of- it was
2: that's why it goes into the <laughs> WTF category see yeah. what well,
1: I agree i completely concur what the fuck was that uh we got the rest of week 12 to pick for you we've had all the thanksgiving games and now the first ever Black Friday game, and we'll discuss those uh, in much more or less detail next week because uh, that will be part of the Week 12 uh, recap. Uh, But for now, it is time for us to go into less or more detail.
0: Now let's talk about some games in more detail.
1: Or less. Uh, As we get ready for the rest of Week 12, uh, Sunday and Monday night. First off, Sunday afternoon. Uh, yet another uh, thanks or uh, another division game. There's uh, all these games uh, so far have been division games. Uh, three Thanksgiving games. This game today was a division yeah. game. Uh, New Orleans and Atlanta is a division game. Always uh, a rousing affair in the NFC. Uh, maybe not, but uh, Saints are five and five, and the Falcons are four and six. Uh, this is another one of those that are uh, featuring both teams coming off the bye at the same time playing each other. Which again, I fully advocate for that. I think that's the only fair way to do it. Uh, Saints are 3-3 three and three on the road. Falcons are 3-2 and two at home. Uh, both will have wide receiver issues. Saints will not have Michael Thomas. He went on injured reserve with a knee injury uh, for Atlanta. Uh, Mac Hollins will not play. He's got an ankle injury. Uh, Saints also will not have their star cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, who has, who has an ankle injury. Uh, Falcons have quarterback issues because uh, I guess they're going back to Desmond Ritter. I I thought they made the move on from Beer uh, to Beer Man, but apparently uh, Ritter gets back in the saddle and will get us uh, the the next start after they come off a bye, which I don't know exactly how you feel about that, but I have a feeling I know. Um, The spread for this game is very small, as are all the spreads, as we already discussed. Uh, Saints are minus one and a half at the Falcons.
2: Well, we know Arthur Smith loves him some him. So he's going to try and out-genius everybody. And after going to Beerman, who who wasn't terrible, uh, he's going back to Ritter, who was mostly terrible. Ritter Ritter had some, some fits and starts. Um, he definitely had a couple of terrible games where he managed to pull some plays out late, and then he had some terrible games where he couldn't pull some plays out late. So I expect a terrible game from Ritter. It's just, is he going to be able to make the plays late, or is he not? Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm still going to give the edge to Atlanta uh, in this game. That uh, They had that string of extremely winnable games that they blew. Uh, coming off of the bye, they lay an egg here. They're done. They win. <laughs> They're back in first place. Oh, this division.
1: <laughs> it was like last year, right?
2: Oh my God! Five and six, they'll be in first place if they win. Just, just absolutely terrible. Should have won at least two out of those three. They blew it against the Cards. They blew it against the Vikings. Uh, But I'm going to give them one more chance to to make amends. After I I had them blowing it against the Cards, so I I saw what was happening. But I I still think at home. I think they're a healthier team. I don't think Mac Hollins not being there is going to affect them all that much. so we'll see. Uh, I think the Saints are missing more key pieces. I still don't know what to make of that Saints offense, uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and take Atlanta here at home.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, your, your guy, Art Smith, he's, he's through a beer man, goes back to the Raider. Dennis Allen goes back to Derek Carr off, his, uh, off of his concussion. I thought for a minute we were going to get some wild thing in there, but apparently Carr has been cleared. Um, I'll, I'll trust the actual – NFL starting quarterback of the two, uh, which is not Ritter. <laughs> that would be Derek Carr. So uh, I will take the Saints and give the one and a half. Uh, Steelers-Bengals, another divisional matchup. Pittsburgh, six and four. Cincinnati, five and five. Uh, Bengals first game post Joe Burrow. Uh, so bye to Burrow and hi to Browning, Jake Browning, the uh, starting quarterback for the Bengals for the foreseeable future. Uh, once again, will not have T. Higgins as a weapon. He's out with that troublesome hammy, uh, but they will get the edge rusher Sam Hubbard back from his knee injury. Steelers have some change as well. New OC Mike Sullivan steps in for Matt Canada. Uh, They will not have their safety Minka Fitzpatrick, who's got a hammy. Uh, Steelers are the road favorite here, minus two and a half
2: at the Bengals. Yeah, so we'll see if the Bengals uh, can take advantage of – the Steelers firing their OC. Uh, it, it worked out for the Bills firing their OC, and they got the bounce back. We'll see if uh, the Steelers, and, and finally, after all the fans and all the media and the, and the players and everybody wanted Canada fired. If, if let's see if he was the problem. Maybe are they going to feature Jalen Warren? Are they going to unleash Kenny Pickett a little bit more? Throw some more deep balls. Get George Pickens involved. That nobody was happy in that offense, so we'll see if this is a a kumbaya moment for the Steelers. I'm going to take the Steelers because I am not sold on the Jake Browning experience. This this is the perfect spot for the Steelers to toy around with a new offense because I do not expect the Cincinnati offense to do a whole heck of a lot in this game. Uh, The running game has been wildly inefficient. And you're missing one of your top receiving options. So I think basically you just go shut down Jamar Chase, put three guys on him and make Jake Browning sprinkle it around to some guys. I just don't think it's going to be enough. I'm going to take the Steelers.
1: Yeah, this one should be low scoring. There's some rain in the forecast. It might be sloppy. Uh, so color me skeptical of the Steelers uh, starting over with a, a new offense um, and with some weather. Uh, Playing against a division rival, uh, the Bengals' defense does stink, but it wouldn't be surprising to see them get up and and do something uh, in this game. Uh, So, yeah, go Canada, uh, go get out, go now, and a good spot to to do it in, frankly, because the Steelers won't have to score that much now that Joe Burrow is finished. So I do see a low scoring both ways. I, I, I just don't see a lot more points for Pittsburgh than they normally score. I don't know if there's an avenue for that. Um, if there is, and they unleash some new incredible potential that, that Kenny Smallhands has with George Figgins, then uh, okay, I'll, I'll eat my words. But I don't, I don't see it. I've seen the potential. I've, I've seen Kenny Pickens and have uh, have games and have a lot of uh, potential and a, and a lot of connection with George Figgins that makes you go, okay, in the future, those guys are going to light it up, and that's going to be. But it's just, it hasn't happened. It hasn't come about um and maybe this guy will be the one to bring it out but i'll i'll, I'll give it a, a shot i'll give it a week to wait and see if that's going to be the, the be the case that uh mr uh let me find his name again mike sullivan is going to be the one to bring the special Steelers offense uh to to the bear i i don't i'm not going to pick it this week so i'll go with uh jake browning and the Bengals. i know that's not uh, there's not a lot of confidence there either but uh but i'll take the Bengals. Uh Carolina and Tennessee, that those awful Panthers are one and nine and the Titans are not much better at three and seven. Uh Carolina hasn't won a game on the road, and Tennessee hasn't lost a game at home. So this should be uh straightforward. We'll see. Uh Panthers won't have their tight end Hayden Hurst, who's dumplings. And Tennessee still doesn't have Traylon Burks, who's been Dumplings for about a month now. That does not look good. When you're Dumplings for that long, that's probably a bad sign. Uh, in any event, the Panthers are the dogs. They are plus three and a half at Tennessee.
2: I'm, I'm a little uh, – my, my natural tendency here was going to be to take Tennessee. But since that first well Will Levis game, when he sprung that trap on Atlanta and just launched to DeAndre Hopkins, and it worked over and over and over again. And, you know, Will Levis has arrived. He hasn't really done very much. Now, you got the Panthers, who've done way less. They're <laughs> terrible. So it's the worst team in football against another rookie quarterback. I think it's going to be a really ugly game. I don't have a real strong feeling about this one either way. We've got a hook on this. I'll take that hook. I'll take the Panthers.
1: Okay. Um, I, I got toasted and roasted trying to give the Panthers the benefit last week, and that did not work for me. Um, I understand what you're saying. Uh, and and the Panthers have a very sneaky, uh, good pass defense. They actually are uh, only giving up six and a half yards to throw. So it would seem very unlikely uh, if the Titans are to find their way uh, to a W that it's going to be through the air. I don't know if Will Levis is getting his mojo back against the Panthers either. So I think it's got to be an old-fashioned Derrick Henry-type game. It's finally uh, an opponent the Titans can beat. Uh, They're undefeated at home, like I said. Um, They haven't had that many home games, only three. So they're going to get a whole bunch of them coming up uh, in the next five or six weeks. I think they got like four or five home games. Uh, This is a great way to start. This is about the best team you can start off that slate with is the Panthers. Uh, I think they have to go old school and do it on the ground, whatever – Derrick Henry has left. Uh, he needs to give it, and and they'll sprinkle in that kid, uh, mix him. You know, he, they've been trying to mix him in all year. They're they rookie whose name I forget, but it's late, but it's okay. Um, so I, I think they got to do it on the ground. And I got Tennessee. I'll give the three and a half. But if they try to just air it out, I don't think it's going to work out. I think they got to do it on the ground. Uh, Tampa Bay and Indianapolis. The Bucks are four and six. The Colts are five and five. Uh, Tampa two and three on the road. Bucks only one. Uh, Colts only one and four at home. Uh, good veteran linebackers uh, not being there is the story to this one. Levante David is hurt. He's not going to play uh, with a groin injury for Tampa Bay. But Indianapolis won't have Darius Leonard, who's been a great veteran for many years for them. Not because he's hurt, but because they cut him. Huh? What? Uh, just you got a, a disconnect with your player and he thinks he should be playing more and then finally they came to an agreement that he needs to get a fresh start, so the Colts just cut him. Uh which is a very surprising move. Um they will also not have their veteran center Ryan uh Ryan Kelly who is dumpling. A lot of dumplings uh, this week. Dumplings
2: and uh, Achilles. That's the that's the season.
1: And and hammies. Uh Bucks are the underdog here plus two and a half at the Colts.
2: Yeah, good luck for most of these games are just toss ups. I mean, it's like we mm-hmm. are basically in pick'em territory when we're talking about all these games with these two and three and one and a half point spreads. This this is it's it's look at us. We've disagreed basically, and we're not disagreeing so much on points. It's just we're just picking winners. Pretty much I guess straight I had up. Carolina as a points play. Um, I don't okay. have a point
0: yeah. play
2: on this one. I'm just going to take Tampa. Uh, it, it's a team that's been in a rut. They've been in a rut for a while. I think they finally have a beatable opponent. The Colts are not scaring anybody. They're starting to finally get a little bit of juice going in the ground game. Jonathan Taylor is starting to look better. Um, but we know that Gardner Minshew is capable of just completely laying eggs. He's more inconsistent than the guy on the other side, who still at least has one play. We talked about it in the last show. Throw it up. They're not playing. And this isn't the Niners. <laughs> um, they got a sneaky push last week against the Niners, blew your lock. Um, yeah, but I'm gonna go. Hey, I know that was that was cheap. Um I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and take Tampa here just to, to straight up win this game. I think you can see a little, little Baker to Evans, Baker to Godwin. Uh, this I I, I hate to say because you wouldn't think it of this game. I think this game has some sneaky shootout potential because both of these teams are bad. And sometimes two bad teams just shoot out even if you don't expect it.
1: Yeah, especially in domes. Sure. Um, but count us four for four in disagreeing. I'm still stunned at how bad Tampa's uh, pass coverage has been. They're usually very stout, but uh, they're just giving it up all over the place this year. uh, Eight yards per throw uh, next to last in football. Um, I I got Minshew Mania lighting them up off the bye. I I will take the Colts uh, and, and give the two and a half. Okay. Let's see if we go five for five. New England and the Giants. Ooh, the two and eight Patriots and the three and eight Giants. Uh, New England's coming off their bye. Uh, both their wins are on the road. If you count the England game, uh, Giants one and three at home. The Patriots quarterback uh, apparently is going to be Mac Jones, unless it's Bailey Zabby. Basically, uh, goat coaches at the uh, at his the end of his rope and is playing games with the the. Would not naming a starting quarterback basically and saying, uh, I'm no. not going to name the starters uh, before every game. So whoever the quarterback is going to be is is not very good and that's why he has to pull tricks like this. Uh, who doesn't really matter who it is. Uh, we know the the quarterback is for the Giants is Danny DeVito, who's coming off his career game. Uh, won't have uh, Darius Slayton. He's doubtful with a neck injury, as is the uh, big man in the middle, Dexter Lawrence, the defensive tackle who's got a hammy. Uh, Patriots are actually the favorite uh, off the buy. They're minus three and a half at the Giants.
2: Yeah, th- this line made me almost do a bit of a double take. Uh, uh, clearly, Vegas is not buying into the Giants' performance last week and saying that they expect those those to, benefits to continue like they got last week. Because I don't buy it either. I'm going to take New England here, and this isn't a this isn't a pro-goat coach play or any of that. This is, I don't believe that the Patriots are going to give the Giants 24 points off of turnovers <laughs> like they were gifted last week by, by Washington, by, by the team Manderskins. Uh, no, they're not going to have, you know, Mac Jones slash Bailey Zappi isn't going to have some combination of three picks and three fumbles. And just completely gag this game away. The Giants are absolute garbage. So it, we may think that the that, that, that Brian Daybowl is going to have Danny DeVito all coached up. and he's, he's, No, no. That was an, I think that was an aberration. I think that was a bit fluky. I'm still going to go ahead and take the Patriots, even though they're complete garbage, too. I mean, it's two garbage teams. I mean, that's just yes. be real. We're picking... The worst of the worst right now. Two of the worst teams in the league, and I'm trying to pick which one I think is going to be less worse. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and, and just give these points because I think that the Patriots, as bad as they are, are less worse than the Giants. It doesn't no, help that they're to- missing their best receiver from the last game.
1: I mean, we're talking five and sixteen combined here, so you know, yeah, they're
2: both bad.
1: They're, they're not good. They're, all these games are kind of bad, with the exception of two um you know you're talking about Price. a, a, a on, only two games on the whole docket with teams that are both over 500 so all these other games is, is kind of good luck and, and hold your nose uh this is the first one we'll agree on though i'll give the goat coach the, the benefit and and the reason one last hat tip to the goat uh, versus an inexperienced bad quarterback. Remember back in the day when you know in the good days, in the Halcyon days, when when, when Tommy was the quarterback, and people would uh, gush over Belichick just completely shutting down an inexperienced quarterback. We remember yeah. one of the worst one of the worst Super Bowls we've ever watched with, with Belichick versus an inexperienced quarterback of in Jared Goff, and we, we remember how that went. um And the Giants and. and and Danny DeVito and Dable, that's not Jared Goff and Sean uh, McVay. That's, that's not even on the same level. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take uh, Belichick to find a way to turn off whatever that mojo was that Danny DeVito had last week. Uh, good that he did it. Good job. Congratulations. Do it again. See, Let's see it again. So uh, we're, we're both on the same track on that one. All right, Jags, Texans, one of the – few decent games of the week. The only yeah. one of only two with, with two teams uh, that both are above 500. The battle, as it turns out, for control of the AFC South. Uh, I don't think any of us saw that coming this late in the season. Jags are seven and three. Texans are six and four. Uh, Jags are an undefeated five and zero on the road. Four and zero if you don't count the uh, England game, Houston four and one at home. Uh, Texans look to get running back Damian Pierce back from his ankle injury, but they will not have receiver Noah Brown is out with a knee injury. Uh, in this one, the Jags are actually the favorite, despite how hot C.J. Stroud is. Jacksonville right. is a very slight one and a half point favorite at Houston.
2: I like this one because this is this is a gut check game for the Jaguars, right? They are supposed to be the the kings of the division. We're supposed, you know, they they were not supposed to be in this fight. I don't think anybody. Uh, I mean, I, I thought Tennessee was going to be better than they are, but that that fell apart. Yeah. But for most, for the most consensus was that the Jaguars were this was their division, and Houston was all these teams were too far away. Houston, and you know, and Indy, Tennessee, they were just not going to contend. And here we are, you know, week away from December, and they're playing for first place against the Houston Texans. So yeah, like I said, that's gut check time, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm just really curious what the uh, intestinal fortitude is of, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you got Houston; they're playing with house money right now. They, they, they were supposed to be this good, this fast? Uh, yes, C.J. Stroud is not the MVP, but he's also really damn good. And they've they, they've been finding ways to win. He's got a, they talk about rapport with your receivers. Uh, you know, he is just finding. Guys and making names out of guys, and that's what good quarterbacks do, right? Don't they? They ascend the people around them, and sure. he's turning these guys into names. They've got this. Uh, they've got this nice little running attack going. They get Pierce back. They've got Singletary. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the team that I think is gonna play more fast and loose. I think the Jags come out tight, not expecting to be in a fight. This feels like the last team with the ball wins. I think that's gonna be Houston.
1: All right. Uh, these two battled in week three and Houston stunned maybe that was the uh opening salvo to CJ Shaw he said, Hey, pay attention. I'm I'm different yeah. than people think. Uh, Texans knock off the Jags down in Jacksonville, uh, thirty seven to seventeen. uh the Jags came out deflated after a close loss the week before to Kansas city. That was the game where they had all those touchdowns that they just couldn't get a foot down in bounds and and, (laughs) uh, couldn't find a way to beat the chiefs. And they responded to that the next week by coming out and getting housed by the Texans at home uh, and destroyed by CJ Stroud. So I guess I'm thinking maybe they're aware of that and will be out for, uh, for a little revenge. I think they're gotta be aware of, Hey, we thought we were going to coast to the division and win 13 games and not have anybody even sniff us, and here's the Texans, one game away from taking the division lead from us. Uh, hey, if the Texans take this one and sweep the Jags, that's a huge statement. And I'll just tip my my cap to him and, and see this You know how I feel about him, of course, and I think you feel the same. Uh, I just feel like the Stroud pixie dust is wearing off. You see that three interception game last week, um, and he's got the attitude of, hey, you know, Steph Curry keeps shooting. You know, you can tell how young he is because. Uh, our generation would say Michael Jordan keeps shooting. He doesn't know about Jordan playing because he wasn't born yet. So he says Steph Curry keeps shooting. I'm gonna keep shooting. You know, th- but those rookie ints, you, you know, you're not gonna have a rookie come in and throw, you no, know, two. Well, he yeah, had two ints for the whole season before a couple weeks ago. Um, well, it and took now they're
2: start what seven weeks before we finally threw one.
1: And, and now they're starting to come in bunches. You get the three last week, so I, I think yeah. that started to kick in. So I think he's the one that might come out a little tight. He says, you know, I'm going to keep shooting. He acts like he's going to be totally loose, but I think he's the one that actually uh, will, will be a little iffy. you know, you got to be a little bit coming off a, a game like that. And he came back and won the game anyway, so that, I think that contributes to it. He probably doesn't you know, learn a lesson. He probably thinks, oh, I can do whatever I want. I'm still going to find a way to win. Uh, so I'm going to take the Jags to uh, come back, avenge the, the bad loss that they had uh, in Jacksonville, um, and, and respect you got to respect cj stroud and the texans and you got to come out and beat them because if you don't you know what's going to happen they're going to take you down because they already did it uh so i think the jacks know that so i'm going to trust the jacks to have some professionalism about them um and come out and put the texans down uh, where they're supposed to be all right from there the cleveland browns and the denver broncos uh Browns at seven and three, Denver five and five. Surprisingly, because of how they started the yeah. season, it's almost shocking that they are up to five hundred now. Um, as we start our late afternoon action, uh, Browns two and two on the road, Denver three and three at home. Uh, Cleveland will not have their star cornerback Denzel Ward; he's got a shoulder injury. Uh, and this one, the Browns are the very slight, very slight underdog. DTR in the Browns plus one and a half at Russ and the Broncos.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll credit for. Uh... Dorian Thompson Robinson last week with the win at home against Pittsburgh. Wow, ah, you got to go up to mile high now? You are this next start? Mm. I think that's I think that's too tall an order for the kid um going up to Denver in, in in this hostile environment um I don't want it to be another Ravens meltdown like he had in that game where he was pressed into action play against the Ravens. I don't think I mean Denver's defense is been improved since the 70-burger, and they've been getting better kind of a little bit each week. Uh, There's a lot of holes in that defense, but I don't know if DTR is the guy to to exploit those holes. And offensively, Russell Wilson seems to have come back from the dead. Uh, He's making some plays. He's got some playmakers. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Denver here. I, I just, I mean, DTR, I know he was your best of the week. I need I need to see this on the road in Denver before I start to believe.
1: Yeah, um that should be um enough to take down DTR the Broncos are are playing better definitely. And it would be hard to play, play worse on defense than what they played to start the year, but they're definitely playing better. Um they they're all the way back baby, Man, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> Uh, DTR. He wasn't good in, in beating Pittsburgh. He was my best of the week. He was not good. Um, should be a big under. How about that? We, I, I love the under for this one. Whatever the, the over or the over under number would be. Uh, I don't see a whole lot. Of points uh, Thirty, thirty-five,
2: thirty-six and a half right now. Thirty-six. And yeah.
1: Right now. yeah, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I don't see this the... getting over. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good bet there. Uh, but I'm going to concur with you. Uh, Broncos country. That's right. Going to arrive with Russ and take the Broncos and give the one and a half. Uh, another divisional matchup in the NFC West, the Rams visiting the cars. So The cars is developing into your team. If you take them a third week in a row, I think that we have to declare the Cardinals as your uh, your special team this year. To, uh, my, my, sneaky, ever...
2: my sneaky cover team. Yeah, I've been riding the the Kyler Murray thing here. So
1: Ever since Kyler came back.
2: I'm waiting for uh, you to pick them so I can jump off.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, in week six, the Rams destroyed the – Cardinals twenty six to nine. Uh, they grinded Josh Dobbs uh, and the Cards into dust. They ran for a buck seventy nine on Arizona uh, as they ran to victory in that one. Uh, back when Josh Dobbs was on the Cards, uh, that seems like uh, seems like the last season, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, injury wise for the Rams, uh, running back Kyron Williams is expected back from his ankle injury. Uh, Cooper Cup is also expected to give it a try off of his ankle injury, which will be interesting. That did not look like we would see Cooper Cup, uh, that injury that he suffered last week. So that might be one of those uh, decoy situations. So all you uh, daily players, be careful uh, with Cooper Cup there. Um, Hollywood Brown has a heel for the uh, Arizona team, and he's not practicing, so that doesn't look good. They haven't ruled him out yet, but definitely keep an eye on that as well. Uh, Another small spread. Rams are the slight favorite, minus 2.5 at the Cardinals.
2: Well, the Rams were one-and-a-half-point favorites last week and managed to win by one. <laughs> so he, another one of those picks I felt like I got right and still lost. Uh, you know, I, they were the favorite. I, I don't know how they were the favorite, but Vegas liked them as the favorite. They liked them as the favorite here. And this is a small number, so I'm, I'm hoping that the the cards uh, – I'm jumping off. I'm hoping that the cards don't
0: come no. up and bite
2: me in the ass here and, and lose by one. Um, Taking the Rams, uh, yeah, they, they they handled these guys pretty easy the first time. And while I have enjoyed what the added element that Kyler Murray has brought to this offense made them look a lot more, you know, at least league average, he's given them some excitement, um, I still think that the Rams have, have too much. And they showed that the last time. I, I don't think that that defense for the Cardinals has gotten any better. Uh, I don't think Matthew Stafford is going to be throwing around a lot of picks, keeping them in the game the way C.J. Stroud did last week. Matthew Stafford, uh, he's got receivers. He, he's got uh, uh, Kyra Williams getting him back is huge. I still think that's too much uh, Too much coaching, too much talent. Rams win.
1: Yeah, the uh, the team that isn't trying to tank. I uh, wonder when they're going to sit Kyler uh, Murray back down. goes, hey, you're not supposed to be winning games, kid. What are you doing?
2: Yeah, you guys are competing uh, too much.
1: Exactly. They traded Josh Dobbs when that that happened, or or did did they cut him? Wait, I'm trying to remember. One of them cut him, and it's who cut him and who traded for him. I can't remember. He's been on so many teams now. Yeah. Uh, In any event, um, I'm not jumping on the Arizona here. I'm going with the Rams (laughs) with you. It's always fun watching Kyler Murray's little feet trying to run away from Aaron Donald. Uh, I I think this might not work out for him uh, this time, so... Uh, so soon coming back from, from his, uh, from his injury. Uh, So I'm going to concur and take the Rams along with you. Uh, here's the biggest spread of the week. Chiefs Raiders, uh, in AFC West action in Kansas city at seven and three, four and one on the road, trying to rebound from that game Monday night that they should have won, but just found a way to, to not win it. And the Raiders five and six, but four of those wins are at home. Uh, Uh, the the originator of the Miko Hartman, I guess, Chiefs mean, the actual uh, original Miko Hartman is is not going to play. He's got a thumb injury. Uh, But much more impactfully, uh, Max Crosby looks like he's not going to play for the Raiders. The uh, star pass rusher's got a knee injury of his own. Uh, Chiefs, big favorite, minus 9.5 at the Raiders.
2: You say what you will about the Raiders. They got the dead cat coach bounce. And then they went, and, and and that was the most the most shocking one. And they didn't win. Was going to Miami and keeping that within a touchdown, and I did not see that happen. Neither one of us did.
1: No, um, they fought. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the, there's the, the, a the lot, the lot of fight
2: in this team, and that might be the worst thing that the coming off of that Monday night game against the Eagles. I think the Chiefs would have preferred a team with a lot less fight. <laughs> um, and, and 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 a cakewalk, and I don't know if the Raiders, um, you know, the, Antonio Perse, Pierce seems to have bringing them the you know the nasty a little bit. Uh, they held Tua at home and the Dolphins' offense to twenty. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that here, but I, I can see them staying under the number. That's a lot of points for a team that seems to have at least bought into this new coaching regime and a Chiefs' offense that is so discombobulated. I, I just don't know. I don't know how you trust them right now. That's a that's a big number going on the road against a team that seems to have some heart left in them. So I'm going to take the Raiders and the points.
1: Yeah, the Raiders fought in Miami for uh, Antonio Pierce. I was impressed with that. Now here's the Chiefs, uh, who did what they had to do to beat Philadelphia, except catch the damn ball. Except,
2: except win. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Uh, I like I said I don't know how Pat didn't take a flame throw to those guys in the in the press conference afterwards. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm taking the points with you. I'm taking the the Raiders. They they fight. The, the Raiders absolutely fight for Antonio Pierce, and the Chiefs are are not in a position to just blow anybody out. They need to just concentrate on catching the ball. Don't yeah. worry about beating teams by two possessions. Just catch it and, and get it get in the end zone and win the game. Don't worry about the spread. Uh, so yeah, I, and I, I don't, don't even
2: know. it The Chiefs aren't even in that mode right now where, where we normally are worried. Like it, if this was the normal Chiefs, right, if this was the Chiefs at full strength and they were confident and cocky, this would have been the normal spot where they'd show up small, you know, and, and they'd get down early and then they'd have to come back and barely cover late. I just expect this to be more of just a straight-up fight. I don't think they're confident and cocky enough to be able to just play down to their competition right now.
1: I definitely concur. I don't think they're coming in thinking, yeah, we bad and we the Chiefs and we're going to oh. take the Raiders out no matter what. And No, I don't think they're on that at all right now. I think they're having a bit of a crisis and wondering, you know, what what's it going to take and who's going to be the next person to have, a, uh, have the, the game on their hands and just drop it, let it slip right through. Uh, all those guys are probably thinking the same thing, like, please don't throw it to me. Please don't throw it to me. <laughs> they're probably all having nightmares. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Pat throwing them the ball, so – no, I, I definitely uh, agree with you. I think they're not in a good spot right now. I I, I want to see them have a, a full game together and, and put it all together before I want to, before I bet them with a big spread right now. Cause I, I I don't think they got the confidence at all. So, so I'm with you. Uh, wow. I can't believe all this time again for, for three games.
2: Well, we've already had four games.
1: Yes, I, I understand. <laughs> uh Well, probably spend a lot of time on Bills Eagles. That's the other big game of the week. The other game, probably the the
2: game of the week, right?
1: The the team. The only other game with two teams with winning records, Uh, and the Bills barely have a winning record at six and five, uh, and one and four on the road, and the Eagles nine and one, perfect four and zero at home. Uh, Most of the concussed backfield, defensive backfield for the Bills, has been cleared. So that was. A a, a thing that was looking really scary, that they see it seemed like all, whatever, many uh, secondary members, all 12 of them, uh, coming into the game last week, that they all got concussed at the same time, uh, even though the Bills uh, won that game handling. Uh, But most of them have been cleared. A couple of them are not going to play, but most of them are going to be back there for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, For the Eagles, uh, tight end Dallas Goddard once again is down with that nasty arm injury that we saw him have a few weeks ago. Uh and this one good old cop outline bills plus 3 at the Eagles.
2: Yeah, I think the Bills uh just by virtue of that stomping of the Jets last week got themselves back to that cuz I, I don't know if the, the Bills show up small last week that they're only uh you know being given 3. Uh yeah, you're probably so right. it's probably five I I think Yeah, I, I think this is a little bit more Vegas uh, mental muscle memory on here they're like nah it's the bills you know right no nah, it's just which bills team are we going to get are we going to get the highly motivated um you know underdog mentality bills team and they're going to show up and josh allen and, and jalen hurts are going to go you know toe to toe because I, I think the only way that the bills win this game is it's not going to be a defensive victory for the bills it's going to be they they shoot out and and have to win a high scoring affair i think if this game's more based off of defense, I think that the, that the Eagles win. Uh, possibly pretty easy. Um, there's going to be a lot of pressure. They're going to be coming after Josh Allen. We're going to have to see if he can get the ball out quick. We, no no arm punts, you know? Mm. No, no panic throws. No desperation heaves. They're not going to... I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball all that effectively. So, this is going to be where's Josh Allen at? I think he got a lot of practice last week, though, because the Jets defense was sort of his bugaboo. You know, and 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 he handled them, and he he acquitted himself nicely. I think that was nice preparation for going into another top tier defense. Um, but that top tier defense is bringing with it an offense that that can score with anybody. So, that this this is clearly the game of the week. I don't know why we couldn't have this uh, flexed into prime time, <laughs> but. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, I'll take it as an afternoon start. I'll be able to – I'm working on Sunday, but I'll still be able to catch uh, second half of this game. Um, I'll definitely be watching. Um, Man, it's so easy in this spot to pick the Eagles. But I'm rolling with the Bills. Uh, I I think that they're going to – they know that they're playing – the team that went to the Super Bowl last year, if there's no more motivation than that, especially knowing that you're almost in must-win mode every week, uh, Miami already won. I think the Bills are going to be highly motivated, and that's always when the Bills are their best. This will be a great game, though. Yeah. And it smells no, all you- sorts of pushy, so I mean, I could have said all that <laughs> and we get a push, and it doesn't matter, but I'll still take the Bills here. I like the Bills to win. Uh
1: yeah, I concur. So do I. I'd like them to win, too. Just a feeling. Just a feeling that yeah. the Bills and Project are still feeding off of the Ken Dorsey firing. And, uh, you know, Project really took that personal. Like, I'm watching uh, not just the post game, but some of the, uh, like, inside the NFL, those type of shows that have, like, the mic'd up type of stuff. And he was going on about it during the game, talking and, and after the game in the locker room as well, you know, using profanity and talking about, you know, this is for fucking Dorsey and we... F this up, and, and you know, we got to get back to, to what doing what we're supposed to be doing. And I feel like I'm fucking – he yelled that during the game. I feel like I'm fucking back. So he's really taking that to heart. Uh, and that's what I wanted to see, you know. I wanted to see that he was affected by it because he should be because I, I get the feeling he feels like he's – his play and his arm punts are the reason why Ken Dorsey is, is unemployed. And it is. It is the reason he's unemployed. You're absolutely – why he doesn't have a job. That offense was not bad at all. I, I read the numbers in the rankings last week and, and marveled at how ridiculous it was that the OC that leads them to such numbers, such lofty stats, you know, top 10 in the league uh, has to get fired. But clearly the team needed something. Clearly a shakeup needed to happen. And clearly Sean McDermott was feeling the, the heat around his collar and getting the hot seat. So that's what he did. And, and it worked for one game. And, I do want to see it again, and I do respect the Eagles. And I'm not saying that the Bills are going to run over the Eagles or anything like that, but I think they are going to take it up, take it up again, take it up upon themselves to prove that the uh, the Ken Dorsey firing was was something that is not going to be in vain. Um, they're, they're going to uh, a couple of those very hard games on the upcoming schedule. They're going to need to to win a couple of those if they're yeah. going to have any chance to be legitimately back in the race for uh, for the AFC for the top of the AFC because right now they're fighting just to get back in, into the playoffs. They're they're still not in the playoffs, I don't believe. Um but yeah, when you look at that schedule, uh Philadelphia, they finally get their bye. They come back off of their bye, they got to go to Kansas City. After that, they got to host the freaking Cowboys. Um and it gets you know easier after that with the Chargers who apparently are, are liquidating before our eyes, um, and then they got to end the season uh, week eighteen at Miami, so they know they they got to get like three or four of those uh, at least um, if they want to contend for the top of the AFC, and they got to get like at least two of those big ones if they want to you know make it back into the playoff picture. So yeah, I think that that they're in that mode. I think they flipped that switch. That we always talk about that the Bills can do, they they can turn it on when they want to when they're motivated. Uh, so we both see it the same way. We're both probably rooting a little bit for them. Me as as their Super Bowl, uh, my Super Bowl pick this year, and you as Hipster J, the original uh, Bills lover from uh, <laughs> before anyone else thought it was cool. Of,
2: of yeah, of this iteration of the Bills team. Yeah, I was I was calling this like two years before it happened.
1: Uh, so probably with our hearts a little bit, we're both going to take the bills to go into uh, Philly and pull off, uh, what would be a real, real nice upset of a, of a nine and one team.
2: And I'm not going to say that the, that the, that the Eagles are any kind of a, a fraudulent nine and one, right? This is not nope, the fraud. king. Nah, me neither, but they're not a perfect look. They're, they're, there's chinks in the armor with the Eagles. So they, they have not been the same team offensively like they were last year. Um, yeah, the tush push is great, and we know if they get down to the one yard line or two yard line, they're just going to push Jalen Hurts into the end zone. That's fine, but it's it doesn't look like it looked last year. So even though they've got the great record, uh, yes, they should have lost to the Eagles. I mean, they should have lost to the Chiefs. Yes, um, they had uh, Washington had them on the ropes uh, twice, I believe, at times. Um, Yeah,
1: close games.
2: Yeah, so the Bills, a quality opponent, are going to come in there and be a huge test for them. And uh, I I do expect them to bounce back. That that win they got last week was what they needed. And that's what I needed to see. I needed to see them go out and destroy a team that they should destroy. But they also destroyed a team that was, like I said, was kind of their nemesis these last couple of seasons. And they put them down. I mean, they took them out back and, like, old yellered them. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's what they needed to do, you know, exercise some of the demons. And uh, I, maybe they are. Maybe maybe, maybe he is back. Maybe Josh Allen is probably fucking back. Uh,
1: that, that's how I think it's going to happen. I, I'll tell you exactly how I think the game's going to go. I think they're going to play to a stalemate on the ground. I don't think the Eagles have the clear running advantage that they should have and I think because, that's because a big part of that running advantage was Hurts himself. And he's not the same Hurts as no. last year. He's, he's hurt uh, to, to play off his name, um, and, and he's just not the same guy. He's, they, they can do the tush-push push with him because you're only trying to gain a yard, but you don't see any open field running uh, highlights of him this year because he's not the same guy. He's, he's clearly uh, injured and playing through that. And anytime time you see him try to run and, and open it up in the open field, you can see the little hitch in his giddy-up. So he, he's clearly not the same. Uh, I think they're going to play uh, to a draw on the ground, uh, and it becomes a, a, sh- a bit of a shootout in the air. And, um, I, I, again, I respect Jalen Hurts, and, of course, I respect a lot of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. But uh, when the Bills are, are playing their best and when Project is at his best, um, it, it's not going to go Jalen Hurts' way uh, yeah. versus Project in, a, in an air shootout. It's going to be close, but it's going to go. It should go uh, Project's way. You know, eight out of ten times, he's he's just better uh, at, at arm talent uh, than Jalen Hurts, um, and, and that's how I think it's going to go. I think he's going to go for three hundred, and, and they're going to win a, a shootout uh, uh, in yeah. the in the thirties.
2: Okay, so that's so we see that kind of going the same way for a Buffalo. Like I said, if it if it's a defensive game, I don't think the Bills are going to. Hang, but yeah, I see them winning yeah. a the shootout too. Uh, and I didn't get a, a an award for it, but I just want to give. Uh, we we talked about the horrible drop of MVS. Uh, yeah. Let's mar- let, let let's appreciate for a moment that catch that Devontae Smith made <laughs> at, at the end of that game, because uh, when you talk about receivers and you talk about late hands, you know, not trying to give anything away. Yeah. Um, Man, that was one of the prettiest late-hand catches, if you know the one I'm talking about, down the sideline that, that, that yeah. basically sealed the game for them because that DB had no idea that the ball <laughs> was going to Devontae Smith, and he's just running, and the next thing you know, whoop, the hands come out. <laughs> and just absolutely gorgeous catch. And if uh, Patrick Mahomes could use a guy like that.
1: Boy, howdy, could he ever. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You don't even have to have good eye discipline and, and good uh, hand discipline. Just, just catch the ball, period. Yeah. That just you have to do all of that. Boy, howdy. That, yeah,
2: that, that that catch was that was pretty. That was one of the prettier catches of the week in a week of drops. Uh, that was a, that was a thing of beauty.
1: <laughs> all right, Sunday night, uh, Baltimore and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Ravens are eight and three. The Chargers are four and six, and some of us think they're circling down the drain. Baltimore 4-1 on the road.
2: Haven't, I haven't heard a lock point. yet.
1: Uh, no, you haven't. <laughs> uh, poor Ravens, of course, losing Mark Andrews with that yeah. ankle and fibula injury. Uh, but as you mentioned, they have a replacement that we think we've seen the potential for him to be uh, probably better than any second string tight end in the league. Oh, Isaiah yeah. Likely, I, I think you would yeah. agree with that. Yes, um, and OBJ is uh, is a game time decision with a shoulder injury, uh, catastrophic injury on the Clippers side. Joey Bosa went on IR with a foot injury, so another bad, in- another uh, under the radar bad injury to a really talented player. Uh, Ravens are the road favorite in this one, minus three and a hook at the Clippers.
2: Yeah, I think all of that adds up to another bad week for the salty balls of Staley. Um, <laughs> I'm Sure, Justin Herbert and that offense, I'm sure they'll get theirs and they'll move the ball, but, uh, yeah, that defense, uh, minus their best player, uh, especially on the line, it's not. they're not going to get any pressure on Lamar, a lot less than they were going to. Uh, Gus Edwards is a battering ram. Uh, I guess Mark Andrews is gone, but, yes, Isaiah Likely, his Likely replacement, is very good. Um, those receivers have been doing good work for Lamar, who's – been very quietly um, moving a top ranked, you know, highly ranked offense. So yeah, I, I can see the the salty balls of Staley blowing another game here and giving the Ravens another win and another cover.
1: Yeah, very explosive offense. When you talk about uh, eight yards per throw, and then number one back back where they belong, uh, running the ball, top ranked yeah. running offense in the league, four point eight yards per carry uh again we talk about that ravens late season collapse hasn't happened yet don't know if it's going to happen here uh this team against this coach the chargers they're they're totes charges are just <laughs> completely dead they they got to think their coaches are fucked hard i don't think they're going to play very hard for him no. going forward um i still like the guy honestly uh balls of staley but snapping at the report that's weeks off so so I, I I like the Ravens despite the the Andrews injury I, I like them minus three and a half I think that kind of might be a ridiculously low line I think they can easily win this game running away late by three touchdowns or so and therefore yeah you you kind of felt that coming and that that is indeed my lock of the week
2: yeah he's de- it's dead men walking time uh, yes for the Clipper Chargers
1: yeah, absolutely. On Monday night, I am here near the shy I'm not in the Shy. We we live. Uh, my uncle lives pretty far south of the Shy now, but still near enough to Chicago. Uh, the Bears at three and eight, uh, visiting the Minnesota Vikings at six and five. Uh, in week six, the Vikings went up to Soldier Field, and I locked up Chicago then and did not work out. Minnesota won nineteen to thirteen. That was the game where Fields uh, got his thumb popped. So, that was, yeah. Jason Bajant.
2: Tyson Bajan yeah, era first, uh,
1: began. Yeah, his first taste of action and he wasn't able to get it done. Uh so now Fields is back under center for Minnesota, who still will not have Justin Jefferson back from his hamstring injury. The three three and eight Bears are the cop out underdog plus three at the six and five Vikings.
2: Uh yeah, I, I'm going to take the Bears. I think that uh, Justin Fields evens up that win total with Tyson Bagent for the season.
0: <laughs> so we can stop
2: with the memes. I liked it. I liked what I saw out of him. He was making some, like I said, he made some man throws. Uh, that throw to DJ Moore. That offense looked better. Uh, Josh Sweat was already. It is Josh Sweat, right? Is that Montez Sweat? Which Sweat is that?
1: Uh, Montez. Is that Keith Sweat? <laughs> Definitely not Keith.
2: Okay. Uh, but what, He's already showing uh, that he's improving that defensive line. So that was a nice little pickup for them, and, and they looked a lot better, uh, even though they still gave up a lot of points to the uh, Lions in a late collapse. I think that's something for them to build off of. They looked good. They were in control of that game. I'm going to take the Bears on Monday night uh, to win as a road dog. It's bear whispering time.
1: All right. I like bear whispering. Uh Montez sweat, yes. Montez. Uh, uh come on. I it I'm I'm in the shy. I'm in the Chicago suburb anyway. I'm I'm wearing a <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm wearing a Bears jersey as I do this show. You, you think I'm going against the Bears? Come on. Gotta go. Gotta go with the Bears. Gotta yeah. gotta agree
2: with you on that. They, they, sh- they showed me something. It wasn't much, but it was something.
1: Just something. Yeah. They they showed me a lot. I like I said I don't didn't like uh, Fields coming back from a long way off because he seems to never get going quickly. Right. Uh, whether it's the beginning of the season or coming back from injury, he always starts slow and he, he wasn't slow on Sunday. He did not start slow at all. He certainly had be in position to to win that game. That is that was a historic one uh, when you talk about twelve up twelve with under five to go. There, there's not a whole lot of teams that have blown that, but uh, but the Bears managed to blow
2: that. And and the Vikings kind of feel ripe here, you know. They they, yeah. they had that nice little resurgence, and Josh Dobbs was a nice story, and they did they, they did hang tough with Denver. Uh, they they almost pulled that thing out, but but going home here, home favorite Monday Night Football, but yeah, I I don't know. I just got a feeling about this one.
1: Yeah, me too. I hope I'm correct about it. I'll be back in Memphis when they play it, but uh, hopefully the Bears come through.
2: <laughs> well, you know, we, we disagreed a lot early, but we started to agree a lot more late.
1: So so what do you think that added up to? Five. Well, the first four. We we
2: disagreed on the first four. Uh, we agreed the on a and, lot after that.
1: And then the Jags in Houston. Um yeah, and we agreed on everything else after that. So yes, five is correct.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because all of a sudden it was just kumbaya. All the, so like, yeah, I thought we were early games. On Every game. So
1: it's we agreed all on early. all the yes, all the late games and the the prime time games. We agreed on all of those.
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah. And we managed to some and we managed to go two and two to start the week.
1: That's right. Right down the middle.
2: Oh yeah. So you got uh, we both lost the lions uh pick you That's right. And I both easily had the Cowboys and I'm still kicking myself for not locking it up but I made it to- uh, I told I attoned. Yeah,
1: you you can't kick yourself anymore cuz you locked up another easy one uh, today.
2: Yeah, and then you got me on Sunday night or Sunday night on uh, Thanksgiving night Thanksgiving. with the Niners and I had the Seahawks yeah, to stay close and they did not and then you had the no. you, you believed in Tim Boyle and <sighs> Ah, uh, his career line going in with three tutties and nine picks, <laughs> and oh man, that was enough for me. Uh,
1: you know, I just I know how terrible Zach Wilson's been all year, and I'm like, it, it's something, it's something else, it's yep. something new. It's it, it 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 can't be much worse. It might be it, better.
2: Man. Yeah. It, was it was worse.
1: It was. It was. It was. It was worse.
2: It was worse. somehow because it most was of worse. His, most of Tim Boyle's yards were dak time in that game, and that right. was straight up dak time cuz end of the third quarter I want to say he had about 40 yards passing, 50 <laughs> yards passing, it was it was it was pretty bad. Um, I,
1: I watched I, I watched none of the fourth. I know about the the rest of the game, but I but by the time the third quarter was over, that Nova Kane drive that they just bled the clock. I was like, "Okay, this is this is a wrap." So I yeah, that off.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, uh I don't want to unpack too much from any of the Thanksgiving stuff cuz I Pretty sure we're going to be talking about some of it uh, next week uh, on the sure. recap show. So um, I'm I'm good Saturday. Um, I'm actually off all next weekend, so Saturday okay. night works works perfect. All unless, right, unless something comes up.
1: <laughs> <All> right. <coughs>
2: um, yeah, also I don't
1: I don't have anything uh, scheduled, so I'm good.
2: Okay. So to update a previous news item on the show. Uh, yes. They did allow the guy from my le- my wife's uh, league to participate because <laughs> the, the assumption was that
1: the, the guy disqualified who person?
2: for double-picking the Cowboys, they allowed him uh-huh. to stay in because everybody oh. else walked two.
1: Yeah, that's a good so point. So they yeah. allowed
2: him to stay in. So then we forward to last week, and we have a team. There were four teams left. They're down to three, so a team gets bumped. They had Washington. Ah who changed their pick at the last minute after having Cleveland. Oh. And Ooh. I told my wife, always stick with your first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they had Cleveland and then Man. changed it to Washington at the last minute. Because
1: it's Danny yeah. DeVito. There's no way he's going to beat the, the I, I, potato skin. You I know. Kids. I had
2: my wife uh, I gave. I had her take the Commanders, Team skins, Washington, Washingtons, or whatever you want to skins. Uh I had her take them in week one as it the, the lock to get it out of the way. Right, take a bad team, and uh, and, it, and it came through obviously because she's still in it. But if that was still on the table, I might have had her take Washington. <laughs> nobody think,
1: believed it. Nobody them.
2: saw six turnovers, Danny Devito, yeah. and oh man. So I, uh, you crapped on. Her survivor pick this week. I told her to take Pittsburgh.
1: Huh. Yeah, yeah. So. I I don't believe me. That's not a anywhere near a lock or or something that I believe okay. strongly. You, don't in. Feel,
2: you didn't see. Yeah, I noticed that with the games that we were disagreeing on, we were not loudly disagreeing on.
1: Them. No, no, because they're all so close. Yeah. These are all these one and them. two point spreads. So basically, you just yeah picking who you who you think you want. Uh, in my confidence pool this week, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati is how much I believe in the Bengals? Two. Two points
2: yeah, on, on the Bengals. I, I could see that because uh, uh, I don't know what you saw to Jake Browning. I,
1: I could <laughs> see that much. as an
2: anti-Pittsburgh pick. But...
1: I, I don't even know why. It's just a feel. I just the, the Steelers have gotten so much luck. I think it's basically a, sort of... Things evening themselves out. They've won so many games that they didn't deserve to.
2: Well, It's still uh, hilarious that they finally outgamed the team and they lost.
1: And lost, of course.
2: So watch them out-game Cincinnati and lose. <laughs> I mean, and lose. We'll see. Yeah. I don't want them to because I want my wife to win the survivor pool. Um, yeah.
1: It's
2: like $340.
1: Nice. So I, I wish we have a our survivor. I, hope, I wish it would go this long one year because it never lasts past week three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I remember last year it was week two and yeah. everybody was done, or week three. Yes. It was bad last year, and yeah, we're all on. We're into week twelve now, and now we're sweating it because it's yeah all the obvious favorites, right? Uh, all your obvious uh, Thanksgiving ones. Well, even the Lions, I had already had her use. Uh, didn't see that coming, but I couldn't use Dallas. couldn't use the Niners. You know, I couldn't mm-hmm. use Miami. Right. Um, you know and then some of these other ones are, are tricky ones or ones I've had or used like I've already had or used Baltimore that would have been a, a really nice one I think to have sure. in the back pocket Would, be, but you know you start burning up uh, teams and it's just this week is so tough because there are so the, all the obvious favorites have already been used and all the rest of the games are toss up games
1: not obvious at all Right. Yeah, but we've, we've been talking about it all year. There's only so many decent teams.
2: Right. There's and you had all these so many teams you had this week playing in what looked like squash spots.
1: Yeah. It's, that it's makes tough, it tough. It's
2: tough. So I know why they call them survivor pools now, because it is really, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're parceling out things, and it's not easy. Um, I thought about, I thought about Denver, uh, this week.
1: Wow, you know it's rough going if you're thinking about Rust and the, and Sean Payton and, and that team. that, did, well, that got, just they gave up seventy to begin the year.
2: I know, but it, it come on. I I know that you appreciated DTR, but he's still that guy. He's still the Baltimore <laughs> DTR too, right? That game I, he, was atrocious.
1: Yes, it was. He wasn't very good. He I, wasn't that I great.
2: He wasn't that great in against his, Pittsburgh. In his
1: W, no. Pittsburgh no, was just wasn't.
2: more awful. <laughs> they were so they were so awful, they got their, their OC fired.
1: Go Canada. <laughs>
2: and what's not talked about in that game is how awful Kenny Pickett played in that game. He was terrible.
1: I, I think his awfulness gets talked about uh, a, a yeah. decent amount.
2: But 15 for 28 for a buck 06? That smells...
1: Yeah, that <laughs> smells like Thanksgiving leftovers that got left out It didn't get put in the fridge.
2: Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> you, can, so. you can smell that. But uh, uh, I, I'm pretty tired.
1: Yeah, I hear you. So I, I certainly understand.
2: One, one of these shows. One of these shows. Uh, maybe next week. One of these shows will actually. Uh, maybe next week, uh, since it's in the middle of me. Uh, I think I'm in the middle of a four-day weekend next week. As I always try to have a nice long weekend once you get through all the Black Friday period. So uh, I think it might be some real or fake time next week.
1: I I hear you. I was thinking about that myself.
2: Because I I think we're overdue. Uh, I think we usually in most seasons have done it by now. But um, I think once we have week 12 behind us with, what, six to go, uh, Mm -hmm. I I think we need to play a little real or fake next week in the after show.
1: I couldn't have thought of a better idea myself. I was thinking about that uh, last week. I was like, uh, we can't do it this coming, uh, with the Thanksgiving, right. with the Black Friday and all that. Uh, I knew it, we wouldn't have time to do it because we'd be through with the show after midnight. So, But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the same wavelength, brother.
2: <laughs> all right. So uh, there we go. I'll prepare for uh, uh, my thoughts for some some real and fake, and, and, and maybe this week I'll uh, change some of those opinions. So we'll see.
1: We'll see. I'm. Uh, I don't know how many, uh, how much uh, ambient noise came in from uh, guys coming not, in and out, but
2: a little yeah. bit, but not much.
1: Okay. Well, they were the the guys were uh, polite. They didn't uh, talk too loudly as they came in and out, uh, so that's good. Um, I'm. An, I'm. You know, I'm in somebody else's house. So I'm not gonna uh, complain or make a a stink <laughs> about it. But I'm um, just so happy to be here, and and have been doing. Uh, I've been spending a week here with my family and catching up, and, and man, there's so much that you know when you, when you haven't been with your family, around your family in six years like this, uh, there's so many things to catch up on, so many things you didn't know, some new uh, additions. I've got new cousins that I didn't know about, and uh, I know I got the one on the way from my, my aunt's uh, oldest son that I'll get to see them tomorrow. Um, but my, uh, cause my, my uncle's, uh, youngest son's got a, a, a new addition, a new daughter. So, uh, very happy to see that. Um, and, and like I said, I went, uh, went with his oldest son uh, to the gym this morning and caught up and had some good conversation with him. Um, of course my uncle's wife is always a, a joy to see and, and have some fun and laugh with and, uh, my wife here and, uh, enjoying everything. Uh, it's been, been great. I, i Love coming up i that drive up is is hell. it's nine hours, and it's not very uh scenic uh you already know about that um, I do <laughs> uh but nonetheless uh, and I'm not looking forward to Sunday with the snow showers, but other than that, uh everything else has been wonderful uh family time is always great and and just very thankful and very grateful for all that so with that, I'll stop babbling it's after midnight for both of us and, and i and I'll let you go.
2: Yeah, and make sure you give everyone our best, uh Oh yeah. As well.
1: Nope, but, definitely uh, do that.
2: Yeah. Um and, and, and you know, and
1: same same to your family.
2: Thank you. Yeah, no, it's uh years are getting on there.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: like it, kids are getting big I mean you saw it first hand. I mean Sure. Yeah. Well, so every 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 year's uh every year's a blessing, so you just gotta gotta appreciate it and We'll uh, get back and do this again next Saturday.
1: My uncle's oldest son talking about uh, going to the gym, and he's talking about he got to keep yourself in shape and whatnot because he's talking about he's getting older. And I'm like, dude, I saw you in diapers. You are not allowed to tell me that you're getting older. Cause if <laughs> you're getting older, that means I'm getting way older.
2: Right. Yeah, that's no. it's like, yeah, my, my, my kids, uh, you know, because I'm old. For, you know, my kids <laughs> the guy I'm really old. So. <laughs>
1: All right, it's next Saturday night.
2: It is. Yeah, I'll be there.
1: Uh, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern is what we are aiming for for next Saturday. To recap week 12 in the NFL and get you ready for week 13 as the NFL season rolls on. All right, he is Jay. I am Dre. This has been In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Thank you all for listening. See you next Saturday night.